This week we're speedballing that slow-mo as we discuss the 2012 sci-fi action movie, Dread. everybody and welcome to the bloody bits horror show i am your host eddie the axe jefferson and joining me as always the guy who's rent controlled in the peach tree tim yobo how you doing today good sir wait all those apartments rent controlled because they just yep. went up like 10 points in my eyes all right. <laughs> i mean why else would you stay there tim look uh, I'm assuming that what the temperature outside or the environment outside is fair, all- fair. <laughs> yeah, it is a radioactive wasteland, Tim. And speaking of radio radioactive wastelands, we are joined once more by our co-host, the mama of the show. It's Candace. How are you oh, doing today? I'm so glad you put me with mama. <laughs> Man, talk about boss bitch. Oh no, kidding, man! She is fantastic as a uh, a big bad evil gal in this one, but we. Here we are wrapping up the end of hard dicked July, I guess. I don't know. It's hard to come up with a good no, theme for that one. October, right? But we have been joined once more by longtime friend of the show, co-host of the Grind Bin Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Bobby. How are you doing? Oh, bloody buddies. It is uh, long overdue that we bring law and order to the Bloody Bits Horror Show. I am excited. You're right. Things have been going a little bit too uh, loosey-goosey right. lately. We we need some somebody who's judge, jury, and executioner. We need the law. We need the law. <laughs> Although technically, he wouldn't really be able to affect the law. He's just able to carry it out. I don't think he has any legislative yeah. power. Yeah, he can't change anything, right? Bobby, are, are you uh, very familiar with the Judge Dredd comics? Do you know the lore a whole bunch? Because I got I questions. I, I'm glad. I, I yeah, actually, I am. Uh, I am a pretty big. Uh, that's a good way to open this. Actually, I was curious uh, how familiar you guys were with Judge Dredd. Oh, I saw a documentary about it. I think when the this movie 2000 came AD out. documentary. Probably, yeah. Mm, I lived it. Oh, that that's a good one. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. I'm, I I have a massive cultural blind spot when it comes to comic books. Um, but this is one of the few comic book them. movies. You literally belittle them. And say yeah, literally. Well, this wasn't even like DC, right? This is like, like a dark horse or an epic. <laughs> no, this is things, a, right? Neither. This is actually a, is a British magazine called 2000 AD. Uh, this is a British character, believe it or not. Uh, in really? origin. Yeah, 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 not no, the character is not British, but the British creation yeah. is. Well, the guy who invented it is an American who was living in Britain in the 70s. That makes more sense. And uh, this was actually a comic strip before it was anything else. Uh, huh. 2000 AD was like a uh, heavy metal-esque magazine. Oh, where you, get, okay. you get short okay. stories throughout. You get artwork, all this stuff. Um, I think it's still around, but in 77, they started running a strip called Judge Dredd. Yeah, I was going to say, it's got to be so, it can't be like in your regular Sunday paper. I don't really see this wedged between <laughs> yeah. like, oh, you I know, Funky Winker Bean and Calvin and Hobbes. No, I think this could be a, a comic strip in like the Epic Times. 
I was way off in my guess because I thought it was going to be like one of those icon comics where the dudes were like super roided up and everyone <laughs> no. had the square jaw and the gigantic muscles. You know what I'm talking about? I've seen that before. Yeah, that's <laughs> I thought certainly that's what this that was. is certainly a way that he gets drawn sometimes, but it wasn't uh, how he was intended to be originally. Oh. Uh, if you'd like, I can give you a quick uh, Cliff's notes on the creation. You know character. what? Let's get to that after we ask oh. Candace a very important question. <laughs> Candace, true. what have you been consuming this week? Nothing but shit. Right. Oh. Yeah, I watched uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood, Blood and Honey. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Well, because Why? my son wouldn't stop bothering me about it, and I knew if I didn't finally watch it with him, I'd never hear the end of it. So I was like, fuck it, it's an hour and a half long. That's what like, go watch in your room. <laughs> no, <laughs> this was not. I was like, I've never seen this. I don't know much about it. I can't just let him loose. So he wanted a double feature of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, and Megan is Missing? Oh my god. <laughs> you know, now you I have told to watch me. that fucking movie just to see where Candace's uh, 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 son is. It's not that bad. It's, it's not that bad? No. Eddie. What? There is like a 40 second graphic rape scene. And get this, I didn't even watch it with him because I was like, oh, Eddie said it was fine, so sure, whatever. <laughs> he watched it by She's himself. She's like, I'll leave the room for one minute. What could happen in one minute? Yeah. He watched leave- it by himself in the middle of the night, and the next morning he wakes up and he's like shell shocked, and he's describing to me this movie. There and, we go. And I'm like, I am so pissed at Eddie right now. <laughs> I was can like, I, I know a- that motherfucker was messing with. Can me. I ask you a question, Candace? Hmm. Do you think he's now going to be more or less likely to meet somebody he met online? <laughs> Much less likely, that's for sure. Hey, well, Candace. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah, he, but he was like, he's looked shell shocked, but he's like, <laughs> and he goes, he goes, but I loved it. He's like, mm-hmm. it was so dark and disturbing, and I loved it. He's like, I mm. want to watch it again. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, you need to pump the brakes, son. Oh, man. So you've been consuming uh, shit, then mm-hmm. that's that's fun. So you watched the Winnie the Pooh movie. Uh, how, how did you like that? You know, I knew it was going to be bad. I didn't realize how bad it was going to be. And mm. it's not bad in like the, oh, they're trying really hard, but they couldn't, they didn't have a lot of money sort of way. No, this was pure exploitation. Yep. They were 100%. clearly just making a cash grab. Yeah, they wanted to be the first one with the name. With minimum effort. Yeah. And I was like, exactly this is, is awful. Not one point does Pooh Bear say, oh, bother. I know. Uh, <laughs> like, what? How does do you miss the, that? Does the killer in the Pooh costume get stuck in a hole, though? No, no, he what does a not. Waste. What I a know. waste! Hey, I never understand. I never understood why Winnie the Pooh was such a big thing. Wasn't there like two cartoons? No, there was, was a it? lot of there was a lot of TV shows and movies. So I'm talking about the TV shows. Yeah, you had the New Adventures of Winnie mm-hmm. the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, and you had uh, Welcome to Pooh Corner off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. There, yeah, there was a lot of Winnie the Pooh stuff for uh, yeah. for us millennials. I know, and I loved Winnie the Pooh. To me, Winnie the Pooh is like the essence of all that is good and pure and right in this world. You know, he's banned in China. <laughs> I know, and that always cracks me up. That's <laughs> yeah, very funny. <sighs> but yeah, it was it was was not even worth watching just because it's so bad. It is just a yep. total waste of time. Hey, and if you guys want to not watch it because it's so bad, but hear my thoughts on it, tune into everything I learned from movies where I covered it a little <laughs> while back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's so bad, man. Well, okay. What about you, Tim? What have you been consuming, my friend? Uh, not too much. Uh, my wife and I have been getting hooked on those Motel Hell 
fucking shows. From oh, those are fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, have you watched them? Again, I've fallen for yep. thinking it was a TV series based on the movie. <laughs> oh, Bobby! <laughs> so disappointed. He had his popcorn pop. Oh, Maybe yeah. ready. Talk about hard dick July. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's like me thinking the Kardashians were the Cardassians from Star Trek, oh, and I turn on and I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> How can we possibly keep up with them? They have spaceships. <laughs> <laughs> They're so double edged. <laughs> but have you seen a couple of episodes of this, Annie? Uh, of the the Hotel Hell? Yeah, yes. absolutely. Why is he showing his ass every single time? They I have show no him idea. going in the shower. They show him, they show like the bottom third of his legs taking his fucking pants off, his yeah. underwear off, and then you always see a fucking shake his fucking pasty white ass. Yeah, that was a thing in um the the uh European run of Kitchen Nightmares is you'd always see him change. It was very weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bizarre. And it's not like he's got a great ass or anything like that. That'd <laughs> <Yeah>. be different. <laughs> Probably got one of those white guy butts. It's like flat. It is, yeah, it is Candace. It looks like uh, somebody like like a souffle, and somebody uh, slammed on the door. <laughs> like, like someone just carved a line in his back. Oh, that's the worst. When you got Hank Hill ass, oh yeah. man, exactly. But rough. Uh, you know, I think this is a problem probably with all reality shows. But when you watch them back, seeing Gordon to Ramsay's back ass. Back, no, it's just well, yeah, it's just that. It's just it's He's in the window pressing ham. <laughs> He's pressing it against the glass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how he cleans the shower curtain. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to take a picture of it, show it to him, and just point at it and be like, "What is that?" <laughs> this chicken would have been better as a cordon bleu. Just bam, puts it out it, there. It's raw. Showing it like breast and flower. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's Don't a fun show, man. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, no, it's just uh, I noticed the ass a lot. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. So, Tim, you've been eating Gordon Ramsay's ass. I guess that's what you've been consuming. <laughs> uh, Bobby, but it's been a minute since we had you on here. What, what about you? What have you been consuming? Well, I, uh, you know, my classy ass took in some live theater. Oh. It sure did. Uh, my birthday just passed last week, and uh, one of the happy activities- birthday. Oh, thank oh, you nice. so much. Happy birthday, yeah. Uh, one of the things we did in honor of it was we headed out to uh, Hollywood's Pantages Theater and caught Beetlejuice the Musical. Oh, was it good? Man, it was fantastic. Ooh, uh, really, really f- interesting and fun. Uh, they don't try to adhere to the film. Like our titular character isn't doing a Michael Keaton at all. He doesn't look like him. He doesn't talk like him. He's his okay. own character, but he still captures the essence of the character. I like you know, that. There's many different Beetlejuices, right? There isn't just one. Yeah. Yeah, take the idea and put your own twist on it and, you know, let your own talent shine. Because I feel like it would have been boring if you're just reenacting the film. Yeah. You know, and so the the story does some some veers from the source material and uh, the characters do. And uh, it's a hell of a time. Like, if you ever get a chance to catch that, uh, do, because it is pretty great. Hmm. Might actually get me interested in theater. I'll say this right now. (laughs) Animatronic sandworm. Ooh. You got like, me. That big motherfucker comes flying in onto the stage, Holy and you're shit. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> "That sounds fantastic!" Oh my god. All righty. So yeah, that if you're in the L.A. area, man, hit Bobby up. He'll he'll let you know where to, yeah, we'll, where to go. Because we'll go. We'll sit next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> Just laughing and slapping knees, man. So <laughs> I have had the uh, uh, fortune, Mister Yobo. I've been uh, playing. Uh, a little Diablo 4, but I got my heart broken by it a little bit because they nerfed literally every class and people are pissed. 
Except for the newbies <clears throat> who are happy. No, they're not even happy because it's just such a slog. It, uh, anyhow. I've heard um, it's pretty samey. Nah, it, it's it's different enough. Like they just released the new season thing that they have going on with it, which is, I mean, to to I guess break it down, it's it's like a DLC that's free but only lasts for four months. Mm. So then all of those features and everything get rolled what out. What the fuck is going on? MLB the Show is doing the same thing. They have yeah. sets of cards that are only good for three months, and then after that, mm. you can't use those cards anymore, and you got to hey. start over from scratch. Sounds hey, like Tim. a waste of fucking money. Hey, Tim. Yeah. The other thing I've been consuming is MLB the Show. <laughs> oh, my God. Please, i got to get a setup. Somehow we got to figure a way to rig it so that I can play with Vals. We play yep. against you. I will throw the game and have lose his fucking shit. Dude, <laughs> so you can hear it? So <laughs> terrible at it. So terrible Stream at it. Stream it. Like, I got, I got the uh, the pitching down okay. The hitting the pitching is, is the easiest thing to pick. Oh, well, uh, number one is... Uh, uh, believe me, I've gone on YouTube looking for hitting tips and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like where you have to like walk, you go, go into custom practice, set up the pitches that you oh want, look at them being thrown for like five minutes so you can get this timing down. Nope. You can recognize the pitch out of his hand. But the hitting is definitely, especially playing online. Some motherfuckers have it. They're using wired controllers and <sighs> monitors because that extra millisecond of reaction is all it takes between a home run or a pop-up. Man, that's just too much effort. Wow. Yeah, what I was going to say. I'd rather just have fun. Remember going to say to him. on the NES? Oh, that was great. I was going to say to him, when, when you're talking to me about like, yeah, first thing is you got to do is you got to go into the practice mode and yeah, it's not going to fucking happen. <laughs> well, well, the on. soundboards come back. It's been a while. <laughs> it's a fun, especially it's a sports game, right? You can't just yeah. like, that'd be like, oh, I picked up Call of Duty Black Ops because uh, the Xbox servers are back up. I'm going to well, just jump into multiplayer. I'd be like, eh, maybe do some of the campaign first so you get a little used to the control yeah, shit. No, Tim, so what I did was I did that weird road to the show mode that they have first oh, where you start out grab? as yeah, like a double yeah. A team or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny because I got to some point where I guess you're supposed to get recruited to an ML, uh, recruited to an MLB team, and the the guy comes up to me, he's like, "Hey man, how would you like to play for the Chicago Cubs?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think the Cubs want to play for the Chicago Cubs." And the game rewarded you for a correct answer. Yeah, like yeah, you're right. That's a good point. <laughs> Here's some money. <laughs> you're clearly ready. Why don't you just go play some Diablo? It's a better game. I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> no problem. Um, so that, I haven't gone and seen Barbie yet, but I will be putting it on the bank I as soon as I can that. get it. I want to see uh, Oppenheimer. Uh, uh, Open? Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer and Anthony Heimer. Yeah, yeah. And John Jacob. Yeah, I wanted to shut up. <laughs> I wanted to, I was going to go see Oppenheimer, but some fucker spoiled the ending for me. <sighs> <laughs> well, I'm giving you a little bit because there's no place in IMAX shut up. playing it. Yeah, no, no, Ken, it's just it just plays over that Heimer. joke. <laughs> Plus, I've heard that some of the places are having a tough time with uh, playing it in the 70 millimeter or some of the IMAX formats. Do you think I should nuke that joke? Yeah, kind of bombed on it. It's my bad. <laughs> my bad. Wow, that <sighs> you that three, three jokes in? <laughs> it's, hey, it's the rule of three. It's the rule of three, Tim. Come yeah, on, buddy. So here we are. Speaking of rule of three, 
Um, that's not the third week. Fuck that. Speaking of rule of four, then uh, <laughs> we're in the fourth week of this. And before we get to the movie, before we get to the background and Bobby, I know you're waiting with bated breath to, to let us all know everything about the, the judges and the dread. Well, I was gonna. Know. I was gonna ask questions as we moved along. And we absolutely movie. can. I'll do my best oh, yeah. to answer them I as our that. resident expert. But before we get to that, I have a little announcement, a little housekeeping to do here for the Ooh. podcast, and that is that we've been doing this podcast for three years now, and uh, been very loosely formatted, just sort of whatever month theme <coughs> we thought whatever sounded ideas. fun. Yeah, we just threw it out. We there. do a whole format of movies every month. But yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the loosest I mean, podcast in town. But I mean, we were doing action movies on a horror podcast. Yeah, we that's pretty do it. fucking loose. Too. We, we did Infinity <laughs> Pool for folk horror. Yeah, that, that's you know what I could make a better argument for Infinity Pool being folk horror than Dread being anything that needs to be on a horror podcast. It's gory enough, um, but it's actually, fantastic. Uh, dog ear that because I, it, I do have a connection oh, to this. Being okay, a okay. Well, we'll get Au to contraire, that. Contraire, sir. But <laughs> for the listeners, I just wanted to announce we will be changing the show's format beginning with the month of August for our fourth year. We're going to be covering the decade of the '90s, one month per year so starting in august 1990 september 91 yada 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 Hell we've got yeah. two extra months though because there's only you know 10 years in any set of 10 so uh those two months we're going to be doing just some non-horror related 90s content we're gonna definitely have to do video game movies of course yeah yeah video oh, game God. movies i mean yeah, Street oh, Fighter, man. Mortal Kombat. Can Combat. I come back for Double Dragon? Of Hell course yeah. you can, Bobby. <laughs> and I Talk think we're going to... Robert gonna... Patrick some more. Huey Lewis, what's the news? I'm going to try to get the McCollums on for Mario. Oh, I mean, that's... Wow. that's, that's it. You just have, have to. to say Mario and they'll be here. Yeah, yeah just that's they how you sign it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Candyman, but a giant green pipe pops up. <laughs> <laughs> they shoot out of it. <laughs> they come shooting out. <laughs> yeah. So you have that to look forward to. Now... I have Dread. a question regarding that, though. Oh yeah. Um. Once you've cycled through the whole decade, are you going? Are you starting back at 1990 again? No idea. Once or we are you switch to another decade at I the was end of the same thing. Yeah. At the end of the year. Yeah. Once you've gotten through. Once you've gotten through. You've you reached know, 1999. Do we dial it back or do we? Uh, you know what? That's a good question. Maybe we'll put it up to a vote. I could see dialing it back and hitting the 80s, or I could even see doing the odds. Man, hit the fucking Ooh, new metal of horror. Man. Yeah, new metal horror. I mean, that was my first episode on this show. Well, yep. Uh, yep. in the credits of this movie, there's some connection to the odds and horror. Well, Look at there this. you go. <laughs> so you know what? Well, well, I could be swayed either way. We'll see how it goes. But we're going to be kicking it off with the least <laughs> '90s horror movie I could figure because I, I my idea is that I want there to be a sort of a narrative that shows how horror evolves and changes over the 90s right so i was like what could be what what could be better than like a 1980s horror in the 90s and that's linnea quigley's horror workout <laughs> oh that's right yeah yes. I saw that in the discord <laughs> i just watched that recently oh really we're going to have mike on and you know if you're free this weekend man your next coming weekend i i am not unfortunately but i'm going to be listening to that well, we'll have you on for Wishmaster for sure. You can oh, call God. in. Yeah, <laughs> you can, yeah, exactly. Just you know what, pre-record something, and uh, well, I'll drop it in through my soundboard. I'll leave you a You're voicemail. Gonna, yeah, leave like different sound bites, and he'll just drop them in at appropriate moments. Yeah, and I've got one at work. One more announcement. <clears throat> 
And this is going to be a surprise. No, this is going to be a surprise to everybody. I just got nervous because I was like, I don't know what this one is. Yeah, this is going to be a surprise to everybody. And that is, I am going to be spinning up another separate podcast. What? Oh, shit. Because you'd feel like you have too much time. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast is going to be very short form. We're looking at approximately 30 minutes an episode once a week. Where, uh, well, I'll give you the title of it, okay? It's going to be called Ed and Matt on Campus. Ed and Matt on Campus. I I I totally know what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) So what we're going to be doing is for a college year, so starting when school starts, taking a break in spring break, and then ending when school ends, Matt and I are going to to be reviewing Dead Man on Campus once a week. Wow. Wow. That's a lot of dead man on campus. And when I say reviewing that, I mean watching the movie once a week. (laughs) Holy shit. Well, you're going to be crazy about like the first three weeks after three weeks is done. Oh, no. Yeah, this shit's going to be so good after like 20 episodes. (laughs) Yeah. So my other thought is that once we get to the halfway point, then we're going to start having guests. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when well, they're just uh, like you said half an hour so scratch your elbow from that one <laughs> tim you couldn't watch that movie you'd get so angry uh, i couldn't talk about a movie anything for half an hour only so <laughs> that's a good point Especially i don't think we're gonna be made me. i think we might do a special like where we actually do like this and recap the movie but otherwise it's just gonna be like uh so who do you think was putting in a really good performance this week <laughs> what did you notice this time? How yeah, did what did you, what like did you notice this so time? Every week, you're just going to watch this movie and then mm-hmm. start over doing a review of it. It's a, it's a cinematic Rorschach test. Like, I think it's... See, see how it looks different to you each time. It's like one of those fucking uh, yeah. psyop things. Well, you see, Tim, the purpose of that movie is that the two roommates in college were failing and they wanted to get somebody to come in, be their I roommate. The premise of the movie. Yeah, yeah, and then drive him crazy and, and hopefully he kills himself. So I'm this predicting... Turns Matt into a sleeper agent. Yeah. So, A, I'm giving Matt exactly what he wants. Dead man on campus. And you're making him regret it by making him take it over and over and over again? Plus, you know what? This is just like Wishmaster. Uh, I I hope he's not listening because I can tell you right now, Matt, Mm -hmm. Eddie's going to fuck you. He's going to watch that movie once. I like yep. eight times speed and yep. just make you watch it over and over and over again until you lose your fucking mind. That's and you I think, just saw the scam right there. You better edit this out because you think he's a man of honor. He's not. And just died and watch fucking Twilight. Candace, how wife dare you? Picked, uh, Hudson Don't. Hawk. Don't fucking pl- act innocent. You're the fucking jigsaw of podcasters. Goodness. Well, technically, I did watch it at eight times speed, and then I had AI write all my notes. <laughs> yeah. Because of the writer's strike. Yeah. I just wanted to ask if there is anybody out there who is a therapist of any kind who would like to volunteer, like, let's say, one hour of their time, half an hour up top, half an hour at the back. I want someone to do an evaluation of our mental states at the beginning of this and then again at the end of it. I just oh, want I'm, sure. to- I'm sure you'll be fine because you'll be cheating. 
No, no, no. I won't be cheating. Mm-hmm. No, you know what we need? We need video of you watching it every single week. Yep. And you have to be in different clothes. I want different backgrounds. Different I want backgrounds? to see your children. I, you can blur out their faces, hair. but I want to see them growing up over the year period. Or <laughs> don't, months, yeah, don't, do don't cut your hair. We want to see mm-hmm. the growth over time. Two months the day's newspaper and a quarter for yeah. scale. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dude. So, yeah, stay tuned for uh, Ed and Matt on campus. Coming soon. And we even talked about it. Like, after we're done with this, man, we just kick into the. Dead man on campus. Dead man, Ed and Matt. It's close enough, all right? Fuck you. (laughs) Uh, The other idea we had was covering it minute by minute and then calling it dead men on campus. But I think this is fine. I like this better. Uh, yeah, Bobby, you, you appreciate that? Oh, no, this is a great idea. I fully support it. <laughs> and then what's great is, you know what? If it kicks off, if people like it, they want us to keep doing it. I mean, on ever, campus ever. on campus could mean any number of college movies. Oh, no. You've was that your... one with like a caveman? Was that big man on campus? It was like a you Bigfoot could, one? Yep, you could yep. do Road Trip. Road trip, we could do Van Wilder. Oh, Soul Brothers finally going to come to the podcast. <laughs> oh, I could not do that for a year, Tim. That's not going to happen. Oh, Ghoulies 3. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, so here we are. And thank you so much for bringing Dread to the podcast, Bobby, in more than one way. But I have to ask, man, <laughs> why did you pick this movie? Uh, you know, this is uh, one of my favorites of the last, uh, God, since it came out, let's say, of the last of the last 10, 20 years, I think this ranks among my favorite movies. Uh, my background on it was I actually, uh, when Dread, when the 1995 Judge Dread came out, mm-hmm. I was uh, 11 years old and I'd never heard of that character. So I didn't even go see it. Mm. Uh, I caught Smart it in wolf. my teens on VHS <laughs> and was like, huh, don't think I'm going to read this comic. <laughs> uh, I, I you know I've later found out more about that movie and that it actually has a ton of shit from the comics crammed into it, but uh, it unfortunately was 1995 and starring Sylvester Stallone at the height of his uh, Planet Hollywoodness. And don't forget the sidekick. Yeah, which apparently Stallone uh, had written into the movie, mm. <laughs> which is insane. Like it's a good pick. The 95 Dread was supposed to feel like RoboCop. It was supposed to be this R-rated satire of the criminal justice system. I don't American think it succeeded. No. no, because Stallone showed up and he was like, I thought, you know, he didn't get any of the jokes, any of the satire, because it was all deadpan. And he was like, where are the jokes? You know, it's uh, supposed to be an action comedy. And he brought in his own writing team to fuck it all up. The, were they, they all named Sylvester movie. Stallone? Yeah. Every member of his team is named that, so his name's always on the credit? More or less. And he that's how it became a... Change it. That's how it became like a Rob Schneider, Sylvester Stallone buddy comedy. Uh, And so that stink kind of stayed on the character forever. In between the two films, I started reading the comics and I discovered uh, this shit's RoboCop. Like uh, the tone of the comic books and everything. This is where everything from RoboCop came from. Uh, Along with a bunch of other things, too. And uh, I've kind of become, uh, I don't want to say obsessed, but I'm a big fan of the character now that I've done this deep dive through the history of the comic books. Hmm. So by the time 2012's Dread came out, I was there opening night, man. I was I was ready to go because I I had the context now for what it was supposed to be. Were you wearing a helmet? Well, usually am. But (laughs) I had my big skull. Not your mailman pith helmet. (laughs) 
And uh, oh, and what a what a joy of a night it was to go see Dread in the theater with the you know four other people who went. <laughs> it was in three D too, right? It was it, yeah. uh, it, it you know so only certain theaters were carrying it, and it was at the tail end of that three D uh, trend that had happened at the time. And so a lot of people were like, when they heard this movie was coming out, they're like, one, it's in three D. No thanks, tired of that shit. Two, it's Judge Dread. I'm not going to another Judge Dread mm-hmm. movie. It was poisoned. So yeah, it bombed. It hit the ground so hard it cracked the pavement, which was uh, heartbreaking because yeah. this was going to be a trilogy. And oh. to this day, they're still trying to revive it in some manner. I know they're trying to do a TV series. Or Carl Urban said, "I'm in. Like if you guys yep. get it going, I'm go- I'm doing it." Um, but uh, I suppose I should explain some of the background of the. Uh, well, before I do, uh, what, what about you guys? Had you seen the '95 Judge Dredd? Oh yeah. I mean, were you going to go take turns or? No, I think that's all, all we need to do is just say yes. I think yes we've all no. seen the 95 Judge yeah. Dredd. I yeah. didn't see the 95 one until I was in my 30s. Oh, wow. So that must yep. have really yeah. hit. I had, I had like, I always knew the character of Judge Dredd. And of course, I always knew that I am the law. Right. <laughs> like how bad it was. And I remember at the time when it came out, people who read the comics were like, fuck this movie. Yeah. Like they hated it. And when this movie came out, everybody was like, fuck yes, this captures it. This is exactly what we wanted. Well, I think they did a really smart thing in that they, uh, then they had Sylvester Stallone involved. (laughs) That was the first big thing that they did. Right. Uh, the second thing was that they, uh, focused only on characters that weren't featured in the last one. They like yeah. they looked at all of the characters from the comics and went, okay, we're not using any of that shit because we don't want to remind people of the '95. Yeah, one. yeah, <laughs> smartly. And so they just only plucked characters that they hadn't yet seen, which I think yeah. is really smart if you're trying to reintroduce that. Filed a restraining order on Rob Schneider. <laughs> they paid him five million dollars just to stay home and not even go sp- to see this movie theater. You get your spaghetti out of here. That's right. <laughs> but uh, when did you guys see this one? Oh, I saw this uh, very shortly after it came out. Actually, it it um I didn't see it in the theater. Unfortunately, it wasn't playing yeah. nearby, but I did right. uh, rent it and watch it. I caught it on cable, huh. and I don't know if it was because beforehand I had watched the raid, oh, which yeah. has uh, a very similar premise and yeah. I think is a better mm. movie. And then I watched uh, Dread, and I was kind of underwhelmed by it. Huh. Like, I, I was like, oh, I mean, it was okay. I didn't dislike it. I think it has a big pacing problem, which has always turned me off of it. Which, it's so gory and violent, you'd think I'd love it, but there's a lot of slow parts to this movie that kind of... You know, well, yeah, there's this drug everybody Yeah, that's a drug. <laughs> yeah, well, there's long parts of them just, like, talking and standing around, too. <laughs> like, it just doesn't, doesn't quite capture me. Like, I like the I like the essence of it. I like the mood it's going for. I really like the visuals, hmm. especially the second time watching it. I was like, it's gotten higher in my opinion on the oh, second yeah, that watching. bathtub scene is incredible. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's gotten higher in my opinion, but I'm still not like, you know, crazy about it, but I can definitely okay. see why people would love it though. Oh, surely. Um, I got this on bootleg DVD. I watched it and then I went <laughs> out and as soon as I could, I bought the real copy of it. That that's telling that, nice. that's an endorsement. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, so I should explain uh, the, the where the characters coming from, and like you know, because people talking about how much the uh, ninety five one got it wrong. Uh, 
and yeah, how like one of the, got it right. One of the questions I have is like, why is there only five stars on the American flag? Well, I'm glad you asked that <laughs> because <laughs> um, in this universe, there are only five states. Uh, Mega City One, the one that this movie takes place in, and the one that Dread patrols is ostensibly the entire eastern uh, seaboard. It stretches from Boston down to Atlanta in the comics. Uh, That's a because, big fucking state. Yeah, well, because post big fucking city. <laughs> there's 800 million people that he has to uh, <laughs> keep track of <laughs> while he rolls around. That's why he just shoots. He's like, look, I don't have time. I got to get across town. Well, look, that many um, people, you're going to end up shooting somebody who's guilty. <laughs> yeah, you're bound to get a couple of them right. Uh, but was it Mega City 2 is Los Angeles, the West Coast. Uh, Mega City 3 is just called Texas because they're Texas and they're not going to call themselves Mega City 3. Attracts, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they can't be number one. And so, you know, uh, this entire universe takes place, uh, as we alluded to earlier, uh, in a post-apocalyptic society after World War III. Everything's in a radiated wasteland except for certain parts of the, of the world where they built big walls, big shields for the radiation. And those became the megacities. So the, the new American flag you see is representative of the five megacities. Uh, I think it's five or six in the comics uh, that are still around so that everyone kind of got shoved into. So there's a United States government. It's just different. Yes. It's just, it's oh. just different. Uh, in the, in the post nuke society, they had to come up with new ways of uh, policing people, especially with everyone crammed together in these, in these cities now. Uh, you know, uh, too many people crammed everywhere. Um, and everything kind of went more fascist. And that was uh, what the original creator wanted to talk about ostensibly. Like I said, this guy, John Wagner, he was this American living in England. Uh, he had watched uh, Dirty Harry. And he wanted to do a Harry Callahan type hard dicked super cop uh, character for, of course, uh, for 2000 AD. And he, he pitched them this idea. He's like, and it's in the near future. And uh, and he described what he wanted to do with the character. And he's like, you know, it's this guy and he wears uh, black leather head to toe. And, you know, and he's this uh, he wanted to use this character to kind of uh, satirize and uh criticize uh the american policing system from yeah. across the pond in yeah England. you can tell he's an expat yeah every, everything about this and uh and they thought it was great they were like great let's move let's hand this over to the artist uh, the artist is this spanish guy named uh carlos Esquera, who actually lived under fascism he lived under franco and uh wagner sent him uh you know what he, all the details he wanted to design the character and the universe he lives in and he told him he wanted to base this off of Frankenstein from Death Race 2000. Oh, Perfect. Yep. Wow. Tracks. Yeah. Skinny dude in a black leather outfit wearing a helmet, you know. And uh but the thing with Carlos Esquera though like I said he had actual experience living right. under like right. hard-dicked fascism. And uh and so when he was designing the character he started adding stuff. And so, like, now he had these chunky, like, fucking, you know, jack boots and we're, we're adding chains and big shoulder pads and everything. And the end result ends, if you've ever seen a, a picture of comic book dread, is this fucking linebacker wearing, like, big gold armor. Yeah, and, like, yeah that's what I always picture. And that's typically how Dread looks. And then he, when he designed the, the universe that it exists in, he threw it way too far in the future. He was going for, like, that Blade Runner, Philip K. Dick, cyberpunk shit. Uh... And so Wagner's like, what the fuck? This is not at all what I had in mind. <laughs> and he left the project. 
Uh, and so they went on without him. And uh, after about a year, they started picking up steam. And he and he was reading it the whole time. And was like, actually, you know what, guys, I I, I can work with this. Why don't <laughs> I come did back? They, did they accept him back? They absolutely like did. And he's sort of the he's sort of the godfather of all of this because he he still writes those stories to this day. Mm-hmm. That, that um, kind of reminds me of the writer of the Witcher books. Once the Witcher three became huge, he was he rescinded his rights to be paid for the video games but once witcher 3 hit huge he was like you know what pay me and there's been like this big lawsuit over it wow wow uh but i think it's cool that they welcomed him back though they're like it was your idea and and to be fair he was like look i was wrong like the changes you guys made this is this actually kind of slaps i'm enjoying this like and i got ideas that's something and that's that's how he started the universe building like that oh absolutely and so, uh, you know, we talked about the 95 thing. That sucked. <laughs> like, Let me answer this, Bobby, real quick. Yeah. I always, the thing I always got with Judge Dredd is uh, this is like a, almost like a fight club that some people are reading it, not getting mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It's and just like Punisher. Yeah. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's sort of this interesting idea. I, I think it's because of the tonal choices that they made is it's that they subtle. created. It, it is way too subtle as most, uh, as most lefty shit ends up being. But um, they, uh, it was an interesting choice I found. And one thing that I find really fascinating about the character is that the universe is ridiculous. The universe is where the satire is found. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our main character is just a by the book cop trying to do his job, you know, and uh, he's very brutal in his means. But like, I like the idea that they're kind of examining what it would mean to be a good guy when society has gone bad. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, kind yeah. of like but Henry I, David Thoreau, a just man in unjust society must be a criminal. Absolutely, and uh, and I think cash. because of that, a lot of people get the wrong <laughs> takeaways here that they're like, "No, dude, this rules. Like, this is how it's supposed to be. Like, no, oh yeah, you save yeah. all this money on the judicial system. You don't have to get any lawyers involved in it. Yeah, yeah. and the, and the character content. Uh, yeah. Oh and, no, and no, the, I was I was agreeing that that was a right hand, not right hand, right wing thing they love is vigilante. And this is pretty much vigilante justice. I mean, it, it, it's the greatest strike right wing fantasy, right? Like on the spot, a cop can decide you know, whether or not he's allowed to kill you. Yep. And then he does in creative ways. Um, Except for one the, person, because 99% isn't good enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and then the character stuff, as we kind of see in this movie, again, done very subtly is that, uh, the arc of the character of dread is that he kind of learns humanity over time and he learns nuance to his policing. I know now why you cry, (laughs) (laughs) but I can't. um, And they don't touch on this in the movies in this movie. But uh, one of the issues with dread is that he had no childhood and he doesn't have any friends or family because he was actually created in a lab. Maybe it's because of Carl urban, but I kept thinking of Homelander from the boys. I can see that. I was like, man, Homelander yeah. should show up in this. <laughs> I think he looks better in this costume than Stallone did. Oh, oh by fuck far. yeah. Oh, yeah. And this Stallone only had the mask on for like, what, 30 seconds anyway. Oh, my that God, was a big put... thing with him because in the comics, he never takes off the helmet. I remember yet. that. And... I remember people lost their shit about that movie because he took off his helmet. Because Dredd's not supposed to have a character. He's a straight man surrounded by the bananas, you know? <laughs> and... Mm-hmm. um. And he's supposed to represent the uncaring, faceless, uh, you know, uh, entity of justice. You know, sort of like he when he says I am the law, he means that shit literally. Like I am not even a person. I am just the enforcement of the law walking around with a gun. You know, I don't know if this is true or not, but my husband was reading me some uh, 
trivia about this movie, and he sure. said that Carl Urban was so adamant that the character always be correct <clears throat> that he was method the entire time, and he's never a method actor, but he only was method for dread. And my understanding is it was um, not in the way you usually hear method acting, like where this is my excuse to be a dick to everybody. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, like he did it kind of as a kind of as a gag because apparently on set, like everyone would constantly try to crack him, you know, like, and, and like at the end of the day, he'd take off the helmet and go back to being Carl. It wasn't like every time you see me, if they were taking breaks, he would never break character. Yeah. But if I'm, if I'm on set and I'm in costume, I'm Joseph dread. I didn't know he had a first name. (laughs) Oh yeah, he does. He's Joe dread. (laughs) Joe dread. (laughs) JD to his friend. And he's a, uh, he's a clone of the first ever judge. And so, uh, in this universe, uh, folks at home, uh, judges are like law monks. They, uh, or Jedi, if you will. Uh, Sweet. When, you they're, got me. when they get off the clock, they go back to their tiny living quarters and they study the law. Uh, <laughs> like, nope, never mind. There's no personal life. That sounds boring. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> and that's, Wait, no that's book why. Deals, no uh, vacations paid? <laughs> Nothing. No, it's just like, sense. that's it. <laughs> because that's your whole life. You, you enforce the law, you are the law. Um, and so, uh, we, we got through the 95 thing, you know, cause obviously Stallone's like, well, I'm not going to keep this helmet on. <laughs> like, fuck that. He also took off the pads. Like they, it, it, nothing. He was just making demolition man too. He did. You think, you know, Stallone yeah. would be buttered and fucked before you'd see him reading a goddamn comic book. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh yeah. That's not He's like, happen. I don't care who this character is. I'm just going to play it as Sly Stallone. Yeah. And so it was important to, to have it come back and, uh, try and do a, a respectful to the source material version, and that's what Alex Garland wanted to do. Uh, surprise, uh, motherfuckers! This is an Alex Garland movie. Yep, yeah. I did not know that. And then my husband, you know, is reading trivia. And are you, did you want to tell the story about like the director? Oh, uh, Pete Travis. And, yeah, and Alex Garland. So Alex he Garland really directed this movie for the it's listeners. A situation. Yep. What uh, was uh, best known for Twenty Eight Days Later, Ex Machina, and Fuck most yeah, recently Men. So. Oh man, Arrival is one of my favorite sci-fi yeah, movies yep. of all time. Love that fucking movie. So good. I'm a big Alex Garland fan. Me and, too. Um, so much of the behind the scenes on this was uh, just a back and forth butting of heads between Alex Garland, Pete Travis, and the producers. Yep. Uh, in an interview, Carl Urban said, uh, much like a poltergeist situation, Carl Urban has gone on record saying, like, dude, Alex Garland made this movie. And you can see like, it. Yeah. Yeah, you're like once you yep. see the other movies he's made, like Annihilation, and then you mm-hmm. look at Dread, and you're like, I see the roots of Annihilation in this movie. Hundred percent. Yeah, this I is right in his wheelhouse. Ex Machina too. Like it's I didn't all... see much from uh, Pete Travis's history. I, the only thing I got from him was uh, Vantage Point and The Gunman. And I liked no Vantage idea. Point just fine. That yeah. was all right. Yeah, it was like the last good Dennis Quaid movie. Yeah, I think you're right with that. Wow, that must be an old, old movie. <laughs> I think it's like 08, something like that. It's a, it's a while ago, Tim. You're not yeah. wrong. But it was it was decent. Um, but the thing is, like, uh, what was it? Uh, yeah, Pete Travis got removed from the project ostensibly. Like, uh, when they came back for reshoots, Alex Garland did those. Mm. And, and Alex Garland that, oversaw did, the post-production. And he never did PR for the movie because of that. Mm-hmm. Huh. And... Uh, so really Alex Garland handled everything. He was there the whole time. It was all his input. He took over personally by the end of it. And, but they still gave Pete Travis his credit at the end of it, but it's his movie. Alex Garland even had his own uh, composers do an entire score for this movie that the producers scrapped. Wow. 
Yeah, uh, that was another reason I was like sat up straighter watching this movie. I was like, Alex Garland made this mm-hmm. movie. I was like, I'm seeing this in a new light now. <laughs> as far as that uh, music goes, he had his uh, who would go on to be his usual team, uh, Ben Salisbury and Jeff Barrow from Portishead. Uh, the two of them working together, they went on to do pretty much every Alex Garland movie after this. <laughs> they, uh, they did Annihilation, they did Men, they did uh, Ex Machina. Uh, but the, what they ended up doing for this movie initially was this like dope throwback lo-fi synth score uh, that felt like Escape from New York. Like They, they recreated Old Carpenter. Wow. Um, you can get it, actually. I'll I was going to say, I bet Bobby has it on vinyl. I absolutely do, Tim. I yeah. know you do. <laughs> as soon as you said, especially when you said, oh, they didn't even use it for the movie. I was like, he's got See, it. See, when Bobby, when you get to call out that you have it on vinyl, it's something good like the originally intended soundtrack for Dread. When I call it out, it's fucking the return of Bruno. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, come on. You got to get that live feeling. And yeah. so uh, to be fair, though, the the replacement score that because you know, the producers wanted something more modern, mm-hmm. you know, something that felt because why are we doing a throwback score on a future movie? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but uh, it does mm-hmm. in context. Absolutely. Yeah. It makes perfect sense to nerds like us. But right. like to John Q, who they're trying to sell a ticket to, like that might be kind of weird that we're just kind of dicking around on yeah, a synthesizer. Who do you think this audience was for? This is right. like, this isn't like a gigantic. This isn't a Spider-Man or a Superman movie. This is yeah. Judge Dredd. And it's not even called Judge Dredd. It's just Dredd. Yeah. So if you're not even in on it, you don't even fucking know what it's supposed to be. Like, they should have just embraced it. They already knew going into it, you only have the hardcores here, man. Yep. Like, average person ain't going to this movie. And they didn't. Plus, uh, it was probably, maybe what, at that time, one of the only R-rated superhero movies? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like and I said, the 95 the one was supposed to be. But they, but then now they're finally getting back to it. Uh, so anyway, if anyone's interested in hearing the original score, because the, the replacement score is dope. I have that on okay. vinyl, too. It's great. What's your phone number, uh, Bobby? Put it out there so everybody <laughs> can just call. Yeah, if anyone wants a copy, I'm ripping them. Uh, <laughs> the two of them ended up releasing it as a solo album uh, under the band name Drock, D-R-O-K-K, which in the world of dread, it means fuck. Uh, which is their reaction to not getting to use the movie. Okay, Uh, I like that. But uh, So if you look up Drock, uh, you could find that album, and that is the unused score for Dread. Uh, It's dope. And the word Drock is all through the comics, and uh, they even wrote it on the back of a van in the opening scene. So that brings me to uh, specifically why I chose it for your horror podcast, friends. Why why would you choose this one for uh, Hard Dick at Action Month? Well, one, it's a very hard dick at action movie. No one, no one will argue that. But two, the reason specifically I wanted to bring it to the bloody bits was, folks, this was supposed to be a horror movie. How? Well, I'm I glad mean, I know asked. it's like super gory, but I don't Mm-mm. see the horror. Well, you see, uh, they're all zombies. You know, Superman has Lex Luthor, Batman has the Joker, Dredd's got an arch nemesis too, and that was originally supposed to be the villain of this story. Oh, uh, so he has his arch enemy, his number one yeah. nemesis. And let me I tell you a little bit his arch enemy. Decision with going with the, this, just a drug gang. The thing is, yeah, it was a smart idea because you needed to reintroduce the character. We needed to do something small. And then as the trilogy would progress, we'd mm. keep pulling back and showing more of this world and more of how insane everything around him actually is. Because it ain't just drug running. Uh, his arch nemesis is a, a man named Sidney Doth. Who okay. uh, was this? D apostrophe A T H. So it's like Dath. 
Um, and Sidney Doth was this like violent sociopath wackadoo uh, who somehow, despite being uh, nuttier than a Mr. Goodbar, uh, he was able to pass all the training and psych evaluations to become a judge. Ha <laughs> ha subtext. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> and he wanted to do this so that he could kill people with impunity. And so, that like, tracks. dude, I can legally be a serial killer if I just become one of these fucking judges. Let's do it. And so he does. And uh, he ends up forming one of those uh, cop gangs. You've heard of those, right, guys? <laughs> you mean yeah. the police? Yeah. Oh, this is yeah. prescient. But, like, those ones within the police where, like, they all have the matching tattoos and, you know, they're oh. keeping track of their body counts and shit yeah, like that. So he forms one of those. Wear long sleeve shirts, yeah. Now, here's where this becomes a real horror movie, guys. Uh, along the way in the comics, uh, Sidney and his boys come across some practitioners of the occult. Mm. And uh, much like in the film Psychomania, which came out around the same time these comics were first being written, hmm. um, these witches give him the opportunity to be uh, reborn unkillable so that uh, no one can stop you from killing everybody you want to. And he ends up turning into the character Judge Death. Oh, well, it's a good uh, name for the unkillable, I suppose. Absolutely. And the image is one of those things like Ghost Rider. It's one of those where like that image is so fucking popular that everyone embraced this character. So take a judge, the usual outfit, mm -hmm. uh, make him very emaciated, like okay. unforgiven video emaciated. Oh. Um, pull his mouth back into like a rictus snarl, like exposing his teeth and shit. Oh, mm -hmm. that sounds cool. Uh, the visor has like prison bars on it. That's interesting. Um, so cool. He's got like a sweet ass Danzig skull belt buckle on, and oh, instead of the yeah. instead of the eagle on his shoulder, it's like a skeleton of a bat. Oh, <laughs> this dude sounds huh. awesome. Yeah. And so Judge Death and the Dark Judges uh, start running around, uh, taking everybody out. That was originally what this movie was gonna be about, but the producers were like, "Hold on, dude, we gotta like introduce this shit first. Yeah, you can't just drop yeah. this right into that." If you suddenly dropped me in a cyberpunk future and then put witchcraft in it, I would be mm -hmm. very confused. And like that goes hard as fuck, but I'm gonna need a little a little context first. <laughs> Oh yeah, um, yeah. Cyberpunk witchcraft movie? movie? Fuck yeah. Exactly. Like how can we possibly explain all this in a in a satisfying way with only 90 minutes? And so the plan was part after this you know, this movie was the 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 introduction, you know. They went, you know, we have a low budget, we only we don't really know what we're doing yet, so we're going to do a day in the life of dread to get an idea of what this world feels like. Uh part 2 Smart. we're going to Yeah, absolutely. It's rare that I agree with the suits, but like they <laughs> yeah. were right, you know. Uh, part two, we were going to pull the camera back a little bit and we were going to get a story about uh, block riots. So Mega City One is rioting and we have uh, a bunch of deadites running around. <laughs> yeah. So it's a mix. It ends up being a mix of The Purge and Evil Dead Rise. Interesting. Uh, which would have been part two. Part three, we pull back even further. We go over the wall into the irradiated area and we end up. Part three ends up being basically like Mad Max meets Hills Have Eyes. Oh, interesting. So it turns into a horror series almost immediately I after I kind of get that movie. because kind of like from my, from this viewing of it, I almost got a feeling like Wreck for a minute. You know yeah. what I mean? With the big mm -hmm. lockdown tower and the threats all coming after you. Like <laughs> when, 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 yeah, when they get to the point where it's just open season on judges in that tower. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's oh, pretty absolutely. much what's going when the on. shit hits the fan. Yeah. And it's so exciting when that does happen. But uh, but yeah, the problems that this movie faced that made it not work out were, like you mentioned, Candace, the raid had just been out. 
And it's the same movie. This is a Dante's yeah. Peak situation. You know, this happens so often. Across the world, someone else was like, what if we do like Game of Death? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. what if we do Streets of Rage? You know, and just, you know, do our movie that way with a cop. And so it's like, we already had a better version of this exact storyline being told. And this movie came out the same weekend as End of Watch. Mm. And so anyone who wants to go watch a cop movie. Yeah. Um, they're going to go see the big budget Jake Gyllenhaal mainstream one. That's like copaganda, you know, sis Pumbaa, the cops are heroes. Yeah. Uh, over the comic book movie based on, you know, that they remember from the Stallone it's, film, man, just, just the complete and utter lack of luck, man. Yeah. Coming in right at the, the ass end of 3d, like I'll bet you a, a pretty sizable chunk of their budget was dedicated to that. I feel oh, like it, it, I feel it like did. it also really affected Carl Urban's career as well. Because he was, like, as far as in movies, he was always a, a supporting character, but yeah. he always shone in, like, these big budget movies. Yeah. And, and so any of the movies where he was the leading man, they all bombed. And that's kind of why I think Dread works so well with him. Um, you know, he's a character actor. He's not, he's not the main guy. Like, he's not meant to be the main guy. And he, that's why he's a great McCoy in Star Trek. You know, he's. I said that Dread was a a long, uh, like long forward descendant of Billy the Butcher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are related in that sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the, that's what works about Dread, though, is like he's the secondary character to somebody else. That's why you needed Judge Anderson, right? Know, uh, right. Who's the heart and soul of this movie? Uh, who also, by the way, came from that Judge Death storyline. She's the one who stops Judge Death with her superpowers. That's how she ended up in this movie. Well, was, that's true. I guess if they're psychic, it's not too far off to say yeah. there's magic. Yeah, I mean, in the comics, she like, uh, oh. she traps him in her mind and then willfully gets herself entombed so that he can never come out again. Mm. Damn. Tragic. Yeah, super tragic. It's comics, He's though. Dead, Everybody yeah. comes back. But... Yeah. <laughs> But it's this like heroic sacrifice thing. But they're like, well, Anderson wasn't in the '95 one, and that's w- one of the most significant characters next to Dread. We got to get oh, her. Oh man, here. come on! We could have seen Bridget Nelson play fucking Anderson <laughs> if they didn't put her in. <laughs> that's true. That'd be awesome. Don't don't put a fucking helmet on her. Do you see this hair? <laughs> oh god, yeah. They just have to shape her hair like the helmet. No, she has a helmet on, and he's like, no, you got to take that shit off. She's like, well, what if I get shot in the head? He's like, just take the helmet off. Yeah. <laughs> Look, don't worry about it. Yeah. But, uh, uh, by the way, Anderson, Olivia Thurbley. Uh, Thurbley? Excuse me. <laughs> she was in uh, Juno and Oppenheimer. Oh, oh man. shit. Yeah, yeah. Reprising her role as Judge Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, she was fantastic in this. And having her as like, like Anne, Ath- Anne Hathaway a little bit. I, well, kind she's got the, that thing where she doesn't close her mouth. Hmm. Like it's very rare to see her mouth completely closed. She's got that alley larder thing going on. Hmm. She was good for the moral center of this. She was. She was very yeah. sincere. You believed yeah. her. Yeah. And you need her to, you know, humanize dread by the end of the film. Yeah. yeah somebody has to be a little upset with the the carnage that they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> and plus, moral like, center. Just from a storytelling perspective, having the newbie is always good because then you can explain to the audience, well, here's how this works. Well, here's yeah. what's going on here. You, Without you, a- you want a character that goes, so what's this universe I'm in? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. What are these guns that we're using? Because they're crazy. Oh, let me tell you. Yeah. No. And I that's one like of the that best they- bits of uh, satire that they do throughout this. Like I said, the universe is satire and it's all done subtly. But like the biggest thing that you notice is like, 
the average person's got dirt on their face, but the cops have super bikes and sci-fi guns. Yeah. Yeah. And they live it's in the accurate. hall of justice. Yeah. Yeah. Someone call the super friends. I didn't mean to talk over you, Eddie. You were saying? No, no worries, man. Um, so yeah, it just like I was saying, it just sucks because it just seems like everything was stacked up against them. You know, <laughs> could not catch a break. Yeah, yeah, you really couldn't, and uh, it's terrible because it was a fantastic movie. You know, and and God, if only we could have gotten those other two. You know, well, I, there's still hope for the TV show. Yeah, so I was reading about that that Carl Urban was uh, he signed on to it immediately, and I guess we haven't really heard anything from it. Well, with COVID like, and a writer's strike, it's going right. to be a while. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Especially for a TV series. I mean, I could see that getting picked up by streaming immediately. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, look yeah, at like Amazon. Yeah, Amazon would snatch it up quick. Yeah, yeah. They've already got him with The Boys. Like, dude, that's a one-two punch right there. Yeah, and honestly, him doing The Boys may have helped. Oh, totally. Totally agree there. Yeah. Like, I got oh, yeah, four seasons into this. this other violent action show based on comics. I think the next thing that I saw him in was that fucking Thor movie where he's playing that fucking guy who controls the bridge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he didn't really do a ton of big stuff after this no. until The Boys. I think that was what No, what he's always a side character. character. This, uh, yeah. Yeah. Up his career a little bit. Well, yeah. another big thing about him is apparently he, you know, he's a Kiwi. He lives in New Zealand with his family and he doesn't want to relocate. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that'd be difficult. That affects the trajectory of That'll limit it. For he's kind of sure. happy where he's at. You know, and I, yeah. I respect that. He's like, Hell I yeah. got enough yeah. money. I'm just going to hang out here with my folks and do stuff that sounds fun. Don't blame him. Yep. Uh, so I guess the only other cast members I'd want to call out here is uh, Lena Headey, who plays Mama. She was, of course, um, Cersei in Game of Thrones. Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. You might remember her from. <laughs> you might remember her from the 300. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And The Purge. Oh, Man. yeah. I forgot she was in that. Oh, this shit's right in her wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, then I've just got here some background stuff. The budget on this was about $40 million, but of course there was a bunch of marketing mishandling uh, that was done. <laughs> God damn it. And, and yeah, they just didn't really do well. Made about the same amount back in theaters. So that's a, that's yeah, I know, a loss. When I rented it uh, on bootleg. I was like, eh, whatever. It cost fifty. Why not? And I was yeah. really pleasantly surprised with it. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that's about it for the background that I've got there, Bobby. If you got anything else you want to initiate us to before we begin, head down. I I think we're ready to uh, start our assessment. I think we're ready to get assessed because we begin with some intro narration by Mister Urban himself, and thankfully, rather than the text scroll, because he's got the voice for it. You know, oh, that nice perfect. gravelly, yeah, he just does. weathered, sounds fantastic. And he's got a very craggy. Harry Callahan, so he has to do it Eastwood style. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and he's, he's got to have that, like, craggy, rugged look to his face as well. Like, yeah. he's seen some shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And by the way, guys, we said this is a 3D movie. This is a 3D-ass 3D <laughs> movie. Yes, it is. Because <laughs> there are several cuts, several scenes when it's like, okay. I know what what's going on, here. and that's always rough, man. Some movies handle it well. This one did a little bit better than say, what was that fucking Resident Evil that was three D? Oh God, oh, which one was that? I just one? remember Dickhead throwing his sunglasses at the fucking camera, and I was like, Love I'm it. done. That's Mission Impossible. 
That's not Mission Impossible. Or Clash of the Titans was in or, 3D. Uh, My Bloody Valentine. Yep. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, oh, that one yeah, was pretty egregious. We're, we're throwing the pickaxe at the thing. screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we get the intro narration that, uh, as you said, we're in a Mad Max setup. Everything's been nuked. There's about 800 million people living in Mega City One, which spans <laughs> the eastern seaboard. I was like, that's a big fucking city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was just my only note. Yeah. Well, it's a mega city. How that got built after nuclear war, but all right. Well, clearly it wasn't Trump in charge because the wall got built. And it worked. Yep. And it worked, yeah. So we we open up on a car chase where there's a bunch of dudes that are vaping bathwater. <laughs> it does look that way. I got to comment yeah. on the cars, it's though, like, real quick. Cause, okay. It's like um, the nastiest fucking bong water, right? It looks like oh, the water the kid was taking a bath in in Gummo. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk I, about you know, that movie. It's that funny. Movie, I'd, I'd seen the cover, and I know that fucking guy, and that's enough. For the kids <laughs> ah. I accidentally drank water that looked like this once. Uh, I was in yeah, basketball practice in mean? high school, and there was something wrong with the pipes, and I didn't notice. I was, oh. Sometimes you know you're you're yeah. wheezing, you're sucking wind, and uh, I went over to the water fountain, and the water started tasting funny. I looked down, it looked like slowbo. I was like, oh. oh, oh. Uh, but the thing about these cars is interesting to me because. You know, the Dread Universe, you know, the comic started in 2099 in, in the canon of the show or of, okay. the, of the series and moves on past that. I think we're in like 2120 or something by the time this movie come, is telling its story. Okay. Because Dread's not a rookie. You know, Dread's been at this yeah. for like two yeah. decades oh, at yeah, this he's point. Training, you know, yeah. He's the old grizzled guy, uh, just like Judge Lex, who we meet later. Uh, and uh, And they're rolling around in this like late 80s van yeah <laughs> which to put that into context imagine someone running from the cops right now in a model t oh yeah <laughs> hold on i gotta it's, crank it it's true but it's that it's that like uh <laughs> that mixture of like kind of retro it's like what we thought the future looked like in the 80s yeah yeah, yeah the and retro so, futurism yeah and i love that shit and this mm-hmm. i think this movie really captures it with little touches like that yeah Oh, for sure. Yeah. So Dread is up on his fucking bike with, with the craziest front fairings, by the way, ever. <laughs> this thing's called a, a lawmaster. Of course. Yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> bad when you see a cop or anybody chasing a car when they're on a motorcycle, all you have to do is slam your brakes on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dread flies through the back window and out the windshield. <laughs> if, I mean, if we're going to take it from, you know, erratic driving to uh, murdering a, a police officer, sure, Tim. That's, you're well, right. I mean, you could. Once the cops start shooting at you, right? You're in, you're in for it. That's fair. So, yeah, and but as Dread a nerd knows... watching this who had read a bunch of Dread comics from the years leading up to it, seeing the word Drock scribbled on the back of the van, I knew I was in good hands. I was like, somebody ah. here knows what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, what they're doing is they're actually, I guess, freebasing slow mo, which we learn is a drug that, when taken, slows everything down, at least in your perception, to one percent speed. So it's the well, max pain drug. It's called marijuana. It's called marijuana, <laughs> right? But yeah, it's concentrated bong water, and yeah, it, and it seems to do nothing super harmful. It just kind of makes everything look pretty cool for a minute. Um, but in this world, uh, they've outlawed so many things. I mean, this is a universe in which uh, sugar and caffeine are illegal substances. Yeah. Damn. So slow mo's right the fuck out. <laughs> Jeez. You're happy? Fuck that. Yeah, basically. It seems like it could be fun, but immediately I just beat off. Slowly. 
like right in front of him, like make an eye contact the whole time. Like right as you're about to bust, then you hit yeah, the slow mo. You take the hit. Yeah. Ah. I was gonna say, well, you don't want to you don't want to hit the slow mo first because you're not gonna realize oh, how fast you're going. <laughs> <laughs> like, you you're think going you're just really doing slow or really material, fast. <laughs> you're starting a fire down yeah, there. Really crazy feeling though, because you're looking down, it's going really slow, but the feeling is like it's going like a fucking million miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're just screaming while you machine gun your red dick, <laughs> and you can just watch it fly through the air. Just wee, little glittery jism globules floating. Uh, yeah, it looks like the jism from uh, Annihilation. <laughs> that's what created the. <laughs> that's what created that force oh, field. That was all just slow mo jizz. <laughs> you think that Annihilation was just a bunch of slow mo loads? That's it. Oh, man. They, all, they all congealed together in midair. You know, I did not like these slow-mo scenes the first time I watched it. But really? the second time I watched it, I was high. Mm. <laughs> I was hey, like, you, you know go. what? I love these scenes. <laughs> like, these scenes are the great. The first time I watched it, I was high. And I was like, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is the best. I was like, Zack Snyder, this is how you do slow-mo. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Very true. And I think it helps the action scenes. Totally, um, it it kind of creates a heightened reality. It creates yeah, a, it a bit of makes a. You, it makes you feel the visceral nature of the injury more. But at the same time, less I feel because, like, if I'm watching someone get shot in the head three times, uh, but it's being done all sparkly and slow motion, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. okay, that's not well, as upsetting as if I it looked bullets. real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> Helps to kind of normalize the I over the top it. violence. It's it's such a unique touch. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, and, but uh, and you'd think like the easiest solution then is okay. Well, obviously, Dred's going to need to use it at the end to go bullet time or whatever. But they don't do it. You they know? don't, which I thought was cool. Yeah, they didn't. Well, because max you're not you're yeah, not you're actually not slow moving down. slowing you down. Yeah. yeah, you just think right. you are. Yeah, that's Dred <laughs> would never. Take I just it. thought about this right now. In the back of that van, that one guy, he just takes a hit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the, the guy in the front turns around and goes, we got to judge on us. And he, like, snaps out of it, right? He's still yeah. not in that uh, slow-mo thing. Yeah. But later on, it's consensual alert, slow-mo. those three people get thrown off the thing. Oh, yeah. Why aren't they able to snap the fuck out of it? <laughs> we don't they know if not- they did. Mm, that's true. They they really weren't around to report after the yeah. fact. We Jim. asked them. They didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, they lifted up that sheet. Hey, oh, dude, God. did it stop right before you hit? Please tell me there's a cut it. where that mother didn't get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would totally fit that universe yeah, if you hadn't. Because yeah. I mean, I mean, well, because this so far at this point, it's a, it's a misdemeanor pursuit. These guys are going to go to yeah. the ISO cubes if he locks yeah. them up. But what happens? Well. Then what happens is they end up doing a hit and run on an innocent person. They do. And oh, we they... filled like a dummy with jelly. And then yeah. they yeah. popped. Yeah, this and it was splatters. so good. And I think this right like here, Robocop. this is where this yeah. movie tells you this is the kind of movie it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yes. When they do something like that in the first, like, what, three minutes of the fucking movie and just how visceral it is with him smashing into that fucking window and it's spidering. Oh, yeah. It totally set the expectations so they they you know now and now no he's concerned from dread either about the person's well-being nope. it's just like, no yeah, i'm killing no. him now and and furthermore no concern by all the bystanders as well like yeah, you see this all the time yep because this is just to let you know that in this universe this kind of brutality is just day to day yep yep right. bear in mind this movie it. is a day in the life just yep. another day at the office for judge dread and people are getting popped like balloons <laughs> did, did this movie make anybody else want to play cyberpunk 
you know what? There's supposed to be a big update coming out for it. I was just going to say, I think I got an update for it on my Xbox. But yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, I just got a 68 fucking gig update. The it just made me yeah. like three weeks later. Here's another 38 gig. So it just it made it just made me wish I had slow mo for when I'm fucking trying to bat on MLB the show. <laughs> because, never miss. Yeah, I keep fucking that up. I've been trying with edibles, but it doesn't help. Strangely, uh, <laughs> oh, with your reflexes. Yeah, with my reflexes and hand-eye coordination, yeah. it's you not as good. So, you got so many Mario Randy Kart. Johnson to you a '99 diamond card that in real time, real money costs a hundred dollars to buy. That's so stuff. stupid. So Anybody well, who bought right now that's five hundred of oh, almost six hundred thousand stubs and one hundred and fifty thousand stubs cost fifty dollars in real money. If anybody's listening to this podcast and you do that, just go stick your head in the toilet. Just just join Jordan Peterson. We talked about this last your... week. There's there's fucking people who are paying people to grind out the accounts. Yeah, no, that. that's yeah. you're right. People are insane. I mean, people have been paying people to grind for millennia. Yeah, hell, back in the day, they didn't even pay them. They just beat them. Pretty sure it's called the oldest but hey, profession. No, no, no. It yeah. taught them some good skills, so it was okay. <laughs> I haven't paid someone to grind since my friend's bachelor party. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So, Very yeah, nice they... lady. She had leopard spot tattoos. <laughs> Unique. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. But you, you always got to figure out where you're going to begin and end with leopard spot tattoos. I think that's the trickiest <laughs> part. Yeah. Without it just being like a splotch. Right, or you either you got to go full bore, or you got to do like I don't know something that clothes are going to kind of cover a little. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, they uh, yeah they pop this dude like a fucking balloon. Then Dred's like, okay, yep, time to use lethal force because they killed somebody. So I'm just going to go fucking murder these people. And the and control back at you know back at the Hall of Justice, is like sounds good, Dred. Yeah, yeah go for <laughs> it, buddy. Nope, that's okay. Yeah, I love that yeah. part. Do you do you require backup? He's like, no, nope, I got it. <laughs> so he shoots the tires out of the van. It flips. They're they're dead. I mean, they're dead in this oh, yeah. upside down fucking van. <laughs> but I love that that control he was showing a moment prior because like you didn't realize how in control of this situation he was until they murdered somebody and he was allowed to use lethal force. Right. Because <laughs> he yeah. immediately the van's in the air. <laughs> it's yeah exactly it's like oh he could have done this the whole fucking time he was just yeah. playing nice you know he's got to follow the rules man got to follow the rules exactly so yeah they're fucking dead but uh he goes over to check on him one of the dudes is not one of the dudes pops out of the van runs off right and uh grabs himself a hostage so yeah, we've got a uh killed hostage. a couple people in the mall and then grabbed a lady yep it's grabbed her like and, robocop uh, Yep. Yeah, and but instead of shooting him in the dick, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, Dredd just pulls the gun on him and says, all right, you got two choices here, life sentence or death. At this point, don't you give up because you in this world, you got to know what the judges are like. You got to know that taking a fucking hostage isn't going to work. Yeah, that's very true. Eh, he was desperate, Tim. Yeah. You got to try something. I don't think he could reach Dredd's asshole with He's his finger. That's slow-mo, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That probably didn't help. He wasn't thinking very quickly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> wasn't his, his quickest thinking, that's for sure. So he's like, look, dude, you got no fucking leverage over me. I'm holding on to the hostage. The dread. It's like, uh, yeah, okay, whatever, hot shot. He's like, yeah. what? This isn't a negotiation, hot shot. Yeah, I said hot shot. And then he just, his gun clicks over to one of the multiple firing modes and launches oh, like a fucking this may- flare. 
this made me want a Judge Dredd video game so bad. Was it was like, on the Sega have, Genesis. Well, like with modern <laughs> graphics. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but you have to like, play as Rob he, Schneider. The fact that he yeah. has a gun, <laughs> one gun that he can put multiple ammo in yeah. and it's just a video trigger game it. Gun. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. amazing. And they came up with that shit in 1977. I have rules. It's perfect. Mm. Also, by the way, Mad Max came out in 79. Just saying, George. Mm, fair <laughs> point. <laughs> a leather-clad dystopian super cop? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two so, years after this character hit, huh? All right, all right. And it looks so good when the dude's just got a flare burning in his mouth. <laughs> oh, God, his whole head's glowing like a jack-o'-lantern. Oh, and then it oh, just man, starts that burning. Puff of smoke that uh, comes out of the back of the fucking head is chef's kiss. Oh, absolutely. So nice. And, and then, then we do kind of a RoboCop thing here because the woman is like, you know, through her tears, she's thanking him for saving her life. And he looks at her for a second and then just turns and walks away. Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> says nothing to her. Yeah, we're oh, that's here. literally not why I was here. So it, it just shows how efficient he is. Yeah. And then we get a, a, a real quick line here from them about um, the bodies being ready for recycling. Yeah, recycle. That, they, that's how little they care about human life. They're just like, well, recycle it into some kind of material. We're going to yeah. sell us cheeseburgers later. Right, yeah, food. Um, and I love that the uh, the cleaning robots at the yes. mall were like, uh, the mall where we open in 30 minutes. Thank you for your patience as they're <laughs> yeah, popping up blood. People Squad are of pissed off, though, even though they don't have any money to fucking spend in the mall. Yeah, this is a squad of fucking murder Roombas going out there cleaning up all the blood. <laughs> the so good, dude. robots roll in. Yeah. So then we cut to, uh, well, soon to be Judge Anderson. Uh, we she's get, getting uh, assigned to Dread for evaluation. She's you know trying to become a judge, and uh, unfortunately, her test scores not so great. She was three uh, percent under passing. But and Dredd is like, well, what the hell are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Well, but Bobby, she got that special secret sauce going oh, yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, this should count for at least five points on your test. Yeah, no kidding. Psychic we've ever come across. Yeah. So, and we learned that her psychic abilities in this universe, we are told, come from her living so close to the wall that she's a uh, mutant. Yeah, the radiation mutated yeah. her to have that ability. There's even, much like the X-Men stories, there's even, like, anti-mutant graffiti in some of the background. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, I saw a mutie. Yeah, yeah. muties Every, go home or something yeah, like that. Everybody, everybody's like, she's a mutant? Then what is she be doing being a judge? Like, clearly yeah. mutants are, like, the right. lowest of the low. And in the comics, uh, Dread is bigoted toward mutants. He, he doesn't like mutants or robots, and he has to, like, learn to trust her. Huh. He probably pronounced it robots. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's he just says so robot funny. with the hard R. Yeah. <laughs> That's our word, motherfucker. No, so I, but it's so true, right? Like in any scenario, if there's just any class of people who are born slightly differently, it's just like, oh, we hate them. Clearly, yeah. they're not us, especially law enforcement. So, so uh, now we cut to Mama having a nice little bath. And this scene with the uh, the slow-mo that she's taking while she's taking the bath and splashing the water up mm-hmm. and just kind of watching it while we get the uh, the background on her that she was a uh, previously a sex worker whose uh, pimp cut her face up, so she castrated him with her teeth. Absolutely. And then took shit over, used she his... It looks good with that fucking scar. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, she's and you know very well cast in this role. Absolutely. Oh, like she, yeah, she looks oh, like yeah. she could murder babies in front of their mothers. Mm-hmm. It's all in like, the she eyes, looks man. Brutal. Because <laughs> she's not, and this is what I love about her as this villain is she's not like over the top psycho crazy like the Joker or something like no, that. No, she seems like she's real. very subdued. She's yeah. actually yeah. soft spoken. Out and shooting somebody in the head for no reason and go, oh, he brought me my coffee and it was too cold. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she doesn't do random things like that. She just has this very quiet but like hard as steel menace about her. Oh, when she smacks that motherfucking guy and everybody mm-hmm. else is just like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or when okay. she has the knife up to uh, Donald Gleason's stomach. Oof. Who would win in a fight? Sarah Connor, Furiosa, or Mama? Furiosa. Yeah, Furiosa in a fight. Yeah, because she got that metal arm. See, because Mama's whole thing is that she's just, like, taken over. She's got this whole gang working for her. Mm-hmm. You don't think she's, like, squirrely in a fight or anything? You don't think she fight real Oh, dirty? I'm sure she's squirrely, but I think Furiosa'd take her. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the universes are exactly the same outside the wall. Maybe she met Furiosa. How did Furiosa lose that arm anyway? Oh. <laughs> oh. She get it bit she off? Got, Furiosa's got the, the robot arm. Off. And she can reach on her head, so she's slippery. Biting <laughs> off an arm, man, that takes some fucking effort. But... <laughs> yeah. There you go, yeah. You I mean, that's like an chill. afternoon. That's like, a, what is it, Ichi the Killer, where that one dude is just oh, yanking God. on a dude's arm forever? And yeah. he's like, I swear I could pull this off. I just pull fucking hard. Kakiara. <laughs> and then oh, we my. come back to him, and the arm's on the ground, and he's celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep having to remind my wife of the nipple scene in that one because that's yeah. one of the most brutal fucking Ugh. scenes. Ever. Don't even do that in a dread movie. I've never huh? seen it. Oh, oh it's, it's a great time. Show yeah, it you, you should show your that's son. What are we doing next week? <laughs> yeah, <listen>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, she basically took over control of Peachtree Tower by taking her her old pimp's gang, ruling them fucking ruthlessly, and then just having them go kill. The other gangs that were in yeah, control of portions. Like, top down, which I found. Bit she took over the penthouse and then yep. like worked her way down. Yeah, but how do you get your guys up to the penthouse to get them down? To they the were already room? up there. They were her pimp's guys. They were already. They already. Yeah, he was already top. up there. He just when took she over. killed the pimp. She told the his all of his henchmen like, "You guys work for me now. Let's go." Yeah, it's like we're watching this episode of Supernatural right now where this woman moved into their old house and the house is still Yeah, and the house is still full of all of their shit from growing up. So Tim, you know how when you just move into a place, nobody moves anything out. Right. It does happen. Yeah, so the pimp just left all of his dudes and guns and shit there after she killed him and she just moved in and took over. Yeah. And I love these like warriors gangs that exist here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I have a question know, all of her guys have mama tattoos with like mm-hmm. hearts that say mama. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. That's a cool move. One of the gangs, and I don't know, I, I'm betting that this is maybe from the comic book. They the look like judges. Yeah, those are guys who've done time in the ISO cubes, and then upon getting out, they shave off their hair and their eyebrows and they tattoo their heads like judge helmets. They call okay, themselves yeah. the judged. They're the well, baseball they judged, theories of so. this uh, universe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but they're uh, they're all goofs. That's why you only see them for a second in this movie. Yeah, they don't do too well. Uh, so then, yeah, I just have the judge Dredd and Anderson. They're, the deal is that they have to go bust in and uh, check out a uh, a drug deal that's going down in this pretty, drug den. Simple stuff. Yeah, regular average. Decent everyday. one for the for training day. Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. softball it. And yeah. Dredd's going to be evaluating her ability. 
So uh, he tells her, hey, put on your helmet. She's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. See, it messes with my psychic abilities. And, and, and they he, need he a... thinks about that for a second and goes, you'd think a bullet would mess with it, too. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's pro- It's also probably because they need a character that you can they see their see face. face yeah. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. helps. <laughs> uh, so they just go in there during the drug deal. And, and again, I mean, I know people who, like you said, Tim, would watch this and not get the satire of it. But I think it's pretty overt when they're like, okay, they're committing a drug deal. Drugs are outlawed. They're deadly. So we're authorized to just go in there and fucking mow everybody down in cold blood. Yeah. Uh, Everything's a death sentence. I should clarify one thing, though. Uh, They're not sent in about the drugs. They're sent in for a triple homicide. Oh, that's oh, yeah, right. They don't know it's related to the drugs until uh, until the coroner notices there's cold burns on a dude's mouth. Right, right. So yeah, okay. So part of the uh, the message that Mama sent is uh, having three dudes skinned, like the predator, dosed with fucking slow mo, and then thrown out of the fucking. So they can experience the, the agony. No, that was Boxdale's idea. To give him the slow mo. Yeah, Barksdale said, "Yeah, yeah, give him the slow mo." She's she like, just, eh, "Whatever." She's she just sure. Yeah, if you want to <laughs> have fun. Yeah, it's really more about sending a message to the other people in the building. But hey, you know what? You like do when you, you hang a pirate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is where I have it's raining men. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. That's why Candace is upset. Her internet went out because she wasn't going to be able to get that joke. <laughs> I'm glad you were able to get that one in. Thank but you. But I love the uh, the lack of bounce to these corpses. Great. Yeah, just like a meat sack just falling splat. on the ground. Ugh. And when and they pull the sheet back, it's, and it's yeah, and just it's like, extra, this weird, like skin just flat on the ground, like a looty dude. Yeah, and the brains are squirting up from the skull. It looks like <laughs> cottage cheese. That's <laughs> uh, so good, man. So yeah, they're, they're they're investigating, and yeah, like you said, they they notice the uh, the telltale sign of somebody doing slow mo is the cold burn around the mouth. Oh yeah, this is. Uh, I finally made the connection I was trying to make earlier. So this is where I saw the roots of. Uh, annihilation in this is because the gore in this when it's in the slow-mo and you see it like splatter and you see like you know the the blood and then you see the digital effects of the sparkles around it it's yeah. like the combination of the digital and the organic mm-hmm. it's like that he captures so beautifully and he brings that over into his other movies i mean that's classic pete travis man <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like vantage yeah. point. Yep. get that travis <laughs> feel to it man <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I love in this scene too is there's the the vagrant, there's the homeless guy sitting on the ground, and and Dred's about to drag his ass off to the ISO cubes for being homeless. And uh, but and Anderson's like, we need to prioritize. Wall. Yeah, he, he's sitting right in the right in what we end up right finding out as a doorway. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, and Dred's about to go crack his skull, and, and Anderson's like, we have to prioritize the homicides. And so he just turns and goes, "Don't be here when I get back." <laughs> Yeah. See, he's he fair. He's yeah. firm, but he's fair. Yeah, yeah, he's really fair. That's for that's one thing I would definitely call dread. <laughs> Not vindictive. He's, he's, he's firm, the fairest fair. cop in Mega City One. He's that, firm, okay, fair, fair, and consistent. He's everything you <laughs> exactly. want. Model employee. Yeah. 
Right, right. Yeah, you get when compared to everybody else, we'll we'll find out. Yeah, he is <laughs> that's, pretty good. That's the trick with telling a dread story, you just make everyone worse than him. Yeah. Yeah, he's the bad really, guy. He's the good guy by process of elimination. Right, you really have to put it all into the context. It's like being the sanest or the craziest guy. It means one thing, but if you're the craziest guy in Arkham, it's like, yeah. oh shit, <laughs> that's a problem. So uh, yeah, then they go in to uh, check out this this drug den, and uh, this is the the point where uh, Dread somebody somebody I like he just hits the slow mo. Everything hits that slow motion, and it's our second real big gunfight in the movie. And having it done in slow motion looks so fantastic, and it's such an interesting move for a gunfight. And the back and forth between slow motion and real time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the the slow motion is really unique. Like it doesn't look like your cheesy three hundred, you know, Zack Schneider type of slow motion. Mm-hmm. Like it has a, it has a real like beauty to it, like real when, brutal beauty. When they do the compressed air shot to the actor's stomachs, so his entire oh yeah, oh my god, as the gun as the bullet yeah, hits him, Jesus. Yeah, no. That, when you can just watch it, yeah, get ripped open through from the bullets, like you said, with that compressed. It it, it all looks so good together, man. So, yeah, he just goes in there, fucking just wastes their asses, except for one guy. Mm-hmm. Right? Because Anderson picks something up. Yeah, her psychic, uh, her spidey sense is tingling. And it lets her know, hey, that guy right there, he was involved in the in the skinning that we were just investigating. So, uh, hold on, don't, don't kill this one yet. We can get some info off of him. And you can see Dread like almost shaking with anger that he doesn't get to <laughs> kill like, this oh, guy. He's like, oh, fine. <laughs> She's right. It's like, duh, damn it. Okay. When she, uh, when she read, uh, when she read Dread's mind earlier when the introduction scene, she mentioned like the main thing she was picking up from him was anger and control. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like he, he wants to kill all of us, but no, he's wait, only going to kill the bad guys. Right. Well, I, mean, I don't think she actually read his mind. I think she can't actually read his thoughts, but she can read his emotions. Like, he seems to be very difficult to read. Well, he never takes the helmet off, and she says that does interfere with her powers. But it so does... she's getting it, only partial readings off of him. But that works against the other... the One of the corrupt judges. Hmm. Like, she immediately read her mind with no problem. I think, I think part of it with him came from the fact that he's not, like, a, a naturally born human being. Like, because he's, yeah. like, a, a science Maybe, experiment. Yeah, like, yeah, that makes sense. He, he doesn't read the same as most people. books as much as you did, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, right, because she starts to explain. She's like, there's a, there's anger control. And a third thing, and before she can even explain it, it gets cut off. Mm, it was like, we true. don't have time for that. We'll talk about that in part two. He's horny. So, he's horny like a motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that dick is so hard right now. He's got his own helmet. <laughs> he can't go to a sex worker because it's against the law. He can't get married. Uh, What's he supposed uh, to do? Is, right? Oh. Dread burst in the room and shot him. I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, they waste everybody except for him. And, and then the move is like, okay, well, we're going to take him out. We're going to interrogate him. We're going to get the info off of him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, clearly, why don't we just use the psychic to do that? What's, yeah. the, what's the point in beating this man and interrogating him to find out what he knows? Yeah, she shouldn't be a cop. She shouldn't be a judge. She should be back at the fucking precinct. Being an interrogator? Cooking and cleaning yeah. and interrogating everyone. Although, <laughs> she could tell you like where everyone is and how many people are in each room before you go into it. That'd be really fucking That is very it's handy. It's very important for this oh, video game shit. world we live in here. True, yeah. 
<laughs> to just be able to like no clip her head through the wall and look yep. in and yeah she's got that assassin's creed vision yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can see through the walls and look but at a, the thing they never really get into with her in this movie is um if she, if we all know she has these powers and we accept that as a given why do we need to interrogate anybody like yeah. we just can trust yeah. her that she's reading this guy's mind like minority correctly. report yeah. but can you trust a mutant Mm. Absolutely not, Tim. Yeah, that's fair. Plus, I also, are no good. I also feel like interrogating is like a rare treat. They're so used to just like killing people. Oh, I think it's torture. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's interrogating. Of course. They're torturing those motherfuckers. Oh, like, yeah. Like you, can put inter- out of it, you can put yeah. interrogating in quotation marks there. Yeah, it's beating senseless is really what we're talking about here. So... Unfortunately for them, though, Mama has uh, uh, her fingers in all of the cameras that are installed everywhere here. She's taken the uh, uh, kind of a nerdy guy, I guess, the tech I guy. Said, I said, oh, shit, is that Domino Gleason? Sure is. Yeah, and, but then I, I doubted myself because he I starts talking and he sounds so different in this movie. And he looks really different with the eyes and stuff. So I was like, "Is that Domino yeah. Gleason?" Because well, he he got his he he's got cybernetic eyes, which is fun. Yeah, and you them. see why he has them later in the movie. Yeah, it's a tragic character, really. But uh, yeah, it's sad. for anyone who doesn't know, Domino yeah. Gleason goes on to be in the J.J. Uh, Abrams Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, he's General Hux. I'm the spy. Then <laughs> <laughs> his eyes dilate because he's got those cybernetic eyes. Exactly. Yeah. Should have should have seen it. So Mama gets wind of, uh, hey, there's some shit going down here. And one of the uh, these judges busted in and they have one of my guys, one of my guys who might know where all the bodies are buried, so to speak. And will almost certainly snitch. Yes. Like she knows yeah, this guy. She's like, she it won't take is much. Is he dead? Did he, uh, <laughs> oh, he's alive? Oh, he's going to talk. Yeah. yeah. So she's like, shit. Okay, well. Now is building- my problem. Put, we're going to put the building on lockdown, but before we do it, we're going to call the police and be like, hey, we're doing a test of all of our emergency services here. So if you could just not pay any attention to any sort of alarms or, you know, people falling out stretch, of the building. Eh, it serves make, a purpose for the plot. Make sure, you know, if there's a homeless guy that gets a uh, lawyer from 13 Ghosted. Just don't worry about that. <laughs> okay? Just, uh, we're fine. Then yeah, we they... Uh, clean up outside. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah. Then they uh, hit the shutters on the building. The big metal shell yeah, forms around protocol. it. Just, what's that? It's a war protocol in case yeah, like there's, there's another shelling or a bombing. Yeah. 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 So the whole building goes into lockdown. Like the house on Haunted Hill. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Or even like the uh, house in Thirteen Ghosts. Exactly, yeah. I was yeah. about to say that. <laughs> which not only not only grape squishes the homeless guy down on the bottom floor, which is a, a fun moment, <laughs> but also trapped a bunch of skaters out on the skate park. Yep, they're yeah. stuck outside on the roof on they're, the like forty fifth floor or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the forty fifth floor patio skate park, which seems like a bad idea. Yeah, some kid is like doing a 1080 to his death. <laughs> I uh, do something to up the ante. I mean, it'd be f- a fun <laughs> level in Tony Hawk. Don't get me wrong. Oh, oh but- God, the peach trees level? That would go hard as fuck. <laughs> yeah, at this point, skateboarding has been around for what, 250 years? The, yeah. This oh, whole yeah. time, I was like, oh, man, I want a GTA game in Mega City 1. That's what you want. The open GTA world Mega City game 1, where you're yeah. going around busting fools. Mm-hmm. Will you that get to be good. a judge? 
Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, and with that universe, you can go over the wall out into the cursed earth. Oh. Yeah. We got we Don't got you... cannibal hillbilly cyborgs out there. Yeah, we need this game. Jesus. This game needs to be made. I mean, the game writes itself at this point. Holy yeah. shit. What are we talking about? Yeah. yeah. We can at least get Carl Urban to voice him in the game. I'm sure we could manage Ooh. that. Yeah. Yeah. He'd love to do it. I'm sure he would. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it—you could tell he's having a blast with this movie too. You can see by the smile on his face. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his perpetual grimace. He's, he's absolutely giddy all through this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At one point, like, did they put fishing line in his fucking mouth to pull his cheeks all the way down like that? I remember yeah. <laughs> hearing that like his face would hurt like hell at the end of every day oh. because oh, he he's... just spent like ten hours pulling a frown. Damn. Yeah, that would hurt. Yeah. It's like smiling too much. So uh, Mama hits the intercom. She says, all right, everybody, here's the deal. We're on lockdown. There's two judges in the building. I want them dead. So either you need to get out of the way or I'm going to kill you and your next generation. Or you can just help and kill those two judges. How about that? Well, Which means it's not just gangbangers. So once you kill me, there's the <laughs> next generation to kill. What are you talking about? <laughs> I guess easy, they'll find easy. your parents then. We'll find somebody. Yeah. Find somebody who looks like they could be your kid. Your favorite barista is fucked. Oh. <laughs> uh, she was the only one who knew to put the uh, syrup in, then the hot coffee to melt the syrup. So, yeah. <laughs> Everybody else, just put it in cold. Doesn't work. You get globs. It's gross. So, uh, yeah, everything's fucking under lockdown. The judges are like, okay, we're in some trouble. Let's radio for backup. Yeah. Try to nope. radio. Nope. Not going to happen. <laughs> can't go through all that concrete, man. No, sure can't. Yeah. It'll come up later. Uh, so then they're like, all right, so we're going to head to the med center. Check out what's going on over there. Maybe they got some <laughs> communications. And uh, yeah, sounds good. So they head up toward the med center. and uh, But to get out of where they're in, first he's got a... And I love this like delivery system where he can just be like, all right, I need a uh, stun grenade. And one pops out of his wrist. Poonk, like, sweet. Yeah, it's awesome. And these stun grenades are fucking nice, man. <laughs> yeah, and I like how he very gently rolls it. Yeah. Very delicate. Just choomp, rolls it well, in I also there. thought it was like a fucking like an echo device. I thought that was where he is. Uh, like, uh, his voice was coming out like a speaker. It seemed like it. Yeah, it is edited that way. Yeah, because he rolls it into the room with like nine dudes or ten dudes, and uh, he's like, "All right, here's the deal. We're coming out in twenty seconds. You're fucked." They're like, "Uh, well, we'll we'll just shoot you in ten seconds." <laughs> he's like, "All right, never mind. We're at five. Thanks for the heads up." Ah, <laughs> uh, and then yeah, the stun go- grenade goes off, just fucks their shit up, dude. Mm-hmm. Then they just pop out and uh, shoot. What was it? Nine of the nine of the ten. They leave one left alive. <laughs> they keep doing that. Yeah, but this time, rookie comes up there, Anderson, and uh, she, you know, pulls out her uh, her pistol, points it at him. The lawgiver. The lawgiver. Yeah. <laughs> what a great name for a gun. <laughs> oh man. Do you Not get totalitarian this? at all? Do you get the yeah. satire, folks? Is anyone and- picking up on this? No, you missed it. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, Stallone missed it. I just love the thought though of Stallone in the theater watching Dread 3D from 2012 and seeming like, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't laugh. Yeah, yeah it's the lawgiver. What the fuck? Yeah. Hey, they won. Good. Who was even playing <laughs> this guy? 
Yeah, yeah. I can't see his face. This sucks. No guy has recognizable mouth, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna go wait till the Expendables does something or whatever. Where's the comedy sidekick. Yeah, where's Rob Schneider? <laughs> Fucking awful that he thought he, this movie needs that, and then wrote a <laughs> had a part written uh, for because every movie was doing that at the time. You know, it's like when Pesci yeah. showed up on Lethal Weapon. Yeah. See, at that point, Sylvester Stallone doesn't want anybody taking anything a uh, spotlight away but from the, him. The screen it's so time. much effort to put Rob Schneider in a movie. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of effort to watch him too. Before you got the Rob Schneider for real. Because what? You know what? Saturday Night Live at this time? Did he do that fucking in, Gigolo movie yet? No, Deuce he Bigelow didn't do yet. Was in the early two thousands, I want to say. Mm. But yeah. Uh, yeah, he was just from SNL. Sly liked him. Weird. Of course. Just like, he was just like, this guy's funny. My guy. Guy's got a uh, part for me in a movie. So, yeah, Stallone was just like laughing his ass off watching the making copies guy on, <laughs> on SNL. He's like, I got to put this guy in my next movie. Uh, when people talk about like how good SNL used to be, you're like, they you remember some parts. Hey, you remember Pat? It wasn't that good. Oh, crazy. Okay. <laughs> you know, if, if Rob Schneider wasn't a piece of shit, if he yeah. was actually cool. It would have yeah. been dope if he cameoed in this movie quietly as just one of the dudes in a hallway somewhere. Yeah, if he just popped up and he's like... <laughs> and, and, and Dredd just fucking blows him away. He just pops so up he and he's like, Dredd, you can do it! And then he gets shot in the head. <laughs> and just like, boom, his face opens up like the Predator's mouth. <laughs> Dredd's like trying to figure out other add-ons for his gun that he, he could shoot Schneider <laughs> with. He's like, what else we got? Do we have like a cold ray? Do we All got- you have to do is look at his gun and go, dud. <laughs> oh man so uh they head up finally they get into the medical center after rookie shoots the guy by the way i, yeah. I wasn't she, sure if she was gonna do it or not she, she hesitates pretty hard but she'll <laughs> fail if she doesn't do it the yep. sentence is death he tried to kill a judge uh, yep. look uh i understand what they're trying to do with this but lady you know what job you fucking signed up for right yeah yeah but there's like thinking about being there and then actually being exactly. there you never know yeah. how you're gonna conceptually react. you think you can do it until you're actually holding the gun it's like that whole the cycle that serial killers go through the way that they like build it up and fantasize about the kill in their head for years and years but yeah, then I know. the second to that. that they go try to do it the first time they fuck it up Every and time. then they get all depressed and they're like oh, i fucked that up and it yeah. just sends them right back at the beginning of the cycle we talk about it at the serial killer convention. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's part of the coming of age story. See, I missed last year's. But I agree, Eddie. Being a cop is like that. It's a lot like being a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> After oh, that first man. one, it's much easier. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, you just got to make sure you're killing the people that people uh, won't care so much about when they go missing, right? That's how it works. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, but she does cap him, but she makes sure to look him in the eyes real good and get a real good yeah. scan of his face first. Yeah, make sure to memorize that face. Memorize that face, because it won't come back to haunt you at all. I just Actually, want to think no, about this hats guy. off for this movie for doing that. Yeah, yeah no, it was a good move. Yeah. Um, so then, okay, they head up to the medical center. Dude's locked in there. <laughs> and he's yeah, like... Apparently, the med units are the Switzerland of megacities. Yeah. Yes. So it's, he's like, it's hey, off limits for good or bad guys. Right. It's, it's all locked up. Be, right. Yeah. And the guy's like, listen, listen, get the fuck out of here. You're not coming in here. Like you said, this is new. This is the DMZ. This is, you know, neutral zone. Get yeah. the fuck away. They're not in here. Leave. 
I don't have to listen to you because I'm, I'm not beholden to your your commands as a judge. I'm a sovereign pharmacist. Yeah, it's like a. Uh, <laughs> I have diplo. I have a pharmaceutical community. Pharmaceutical I made it myself. <laughs> and uh, and he hits him with with this one where he's just like. And besides, you, you've heard what's going on around here. This place is on lockdown. Mama's called a hit on you guys. You're already dead. Yeah. <laughs> like. And I was like, damn, that's harsh. Yeah. Was it the raid when some? I'm getting this movie mixed up with something. Where is it where like somebody says like everybody's like whoever lives here they're going to get a month's free rent or two months. That was free the rent. raid. That's yeah, the raid. Okay. The raid. Because I knew I saw it in the movie. I thought it was this. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, he tells him, look, yeah, Mama's got a hit out on you. You're fucked. And Dred's like, okay, well, change of plans. We're going to go covert. So he's like, all right, silencers, and then the guns pop out, little silencers. Oh, it's so cute. And uh, he's like, like, okay. I, yeah, I have over and over in my notes. That gun is so cool. Yeah. Uh, that's they the problem. Replicas. You know, huh? that's the problem is that guns are, are cool. <laughs> that's always been, I mean, that's really the problem behind everything. It's like, they're just too fucking cool to get anyone to listen to you. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> Unfortunately. It is fun to shoot a gun. I will say that. Yeah. At a target, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. At a yeah, target. Attached to a human. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm the biggest, like, pussy liberal, ACAB, all that shit, but, like, I'm real good with a gun, it turns out. All those all those, <laughs> arc- all those arcade games, like, paid off, because yeah. I went shooting with a friend of mine, and even though I'm not entirely comfortable doing that, I was, like, fucking nailing every target. <laughs> I, like, I oh, gosh, that's just didn't. I'm on the complete opposite end of the political side that I am, so, yes, I know guns, I know how to use guns. I don't have a gun at this moment, but I know how to use them, yes. And that's one of those like, yeah, I get the appeal. Right. <laughs> that does, doesn't change my beliefs about anything like of larger things, but like I get why you like these things. Oh yeah, there's a lot of shit that's cool that yeah. you just shouldn't do. <laughs> like, doing drugs is real fun too, but some of them maybe don't. Right, right. Maybe you shouldn't be doing slow mo. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say Bobby coming out anti slow mo, huh? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Staunchly anti slow mo. Fucking narc. That's why I'm talking so fast. Would you do slow mo, Bobby? Oh hell yeah! In a heartbeat, hell I'd yeah. try it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we all. I think we're all but degenerates. Like, though. Like about, we are. Like, the whole processing thing down, right? Yeah, Tim, I'd, I'd dose you with slow mo when you were waiting in line somewhere. I would, can you take it all the ways? Can you shoot it up? Like you start off like the inhaler, and then the inhaler doesn't I don't know. do it enough for you. Because like, uh, I mean, if, if your toes. the guy who took it is getting a cold burn, it administers very cold into your body. So that's yeah. that's like so that's going to hit you like a big listerine tab in the back of your throat. So don't <laughs> put it in your butthole. No, mm. no, no, no. I'm no, sure no. somebody tried it. Come on, right? And yeah, yeah I'm sure somebody butt chug slow mo. <laughs> I'm just butt chugging slow mo. By the way, <laughs> oh man, Dread kicks open a door and there's two guys butt chugging slow mo, and he just smacks <laughs> out of the room. Slow mo, and then put it in. <laughs> he, he, does the, he does the Abe Simpson where he just kind of turns yeah, around. Yeah. So I was gonna say the Homer Simpson where he just blends back oh, into the, the hedge behind him. <laughs> Like, I'm out of here. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, they silence her up, stealth around. And and like you said, this is uh, Anderson's time to shine because she psychics the next rooms. Like, okay, over here. All right, over here. It's, it's a good pairing, man. It's a good team yeah. up. So they meet the uh, the partner of the dude that Anderson shot. They they oh, sneak into this soul. lady's apartment. The baby mama. 
and they're like, where's, where's, where, you know, where's the father of your children? And he's like, he's out there looking for you guys. Yeah. And she's like, she gives them some info to get him out of there quickly because she wants them to fuck out of her house. Yeah, yeah. She's just worried about her husband. If you're home. not here, you're not going to be killing anybody outside. Right. Because so Anderson, that's why she's like, get the fuck away from where my husband. Boy, is that was some real shit, right? Yeah. 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 Bye, bye, I'd bye, rather bye, the bye. cops not be around my children because wherever the cops go, people start shooting. Right. So. Because, yeah, Anderson psychics her and gets the impression, like, yeah, look, she's not going to rat us out. So she's like, yeah, look, just there's a service elevator that says it's busted, but as long as you only go to floor 75 or higher, it works. That's the trick. Yeah. So, so they, yeah, it's uh, a warp whistle. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> We're just going to jump ahead to floor 75. We, we only got 90 minutes here. We don't have time. Uh, the trick is that you use the warp whistle after you use the first warp whistle. Then you can get to the last level no matter what. But Mama you have to Bowser's have two. waiting for you. That's true. You do have to face Bowser at that. that that's Bowser's backstory, too, is he bit someone's dick off. <laughs> <laughs> the king, king of the Koopas. <laughs> he bit Donkey Kong's dick off and then took over the fucking... <laughs> that's why, even though he's not wearing pants, you can't see his penis. Oh, exactly. You know what? It all tra- I saw a uh, person comparing Ben Shapiro to Bowser Jr., and it was about the most perfect thing I've ever oh, seen. Oh, <laughs> that little shithead. Because <laughs> Bowser Jr.'s got more women wet than Ben Shapiro ever. Fair. That is fair. Rule cool. thirty four, Candace. My wife, no. my wife, sent me this. Shapiro and see what happens. Ew. Yeah. My... <laughs> I bet you that's the one thing that Rule thirty four is like. No. Fuck yeah, it. we're out. Four oh four. Yeah, exactly. I, I was about to say four oh four. I do. I do like that. Um, he posted this big thing bitching on social media about how his producers made him go watch the Barbie movie. I'm 43 sure. minutes him. long. Now, look, I know we do a podcast where we can go three hours bitching about a movie, mm-hmm. all right? But Ben Shapiro bitching about Barbie. I don't know what it is about this Barbie it's movie just... because I won't mention who, but somebody who I know told me that even when I said this movie is like already projected to make like $100 million, it's a flop. <laughs> yeah, I go, what it do you did. Made he goes, people only go in to see it because they want to see like a spectacle. And I'm like, uh, so yeah, that's a movie. Yeah, that's, that's literally yeah, what that's we want. Yeah, that's all movies. Yeah, it's a flop. <laughs> that's like getting mad because a politician won because they're popular. It's like, yeah, no shit. That's the <laughs> you point. Just got the you most idiot. votes because people man, like you. Wears that guy's hat, so how could he win? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's not moving enough merch but for this. To be I just, believable. I just like the the idea of Ben Shapiro, who's a not grown but man, um, just being like, they're like Ben, you have to go see Barbie. He's like, I don't want to go see Barbie. Like Ben, you have oh, to like, go. He's see going limp, and they're dragging him in the theater because <laughs> it's the same mentality of like. Uh, dude, I remember being like six or seven and hanging out with my friends, like watching Saturday morning cartoons. And it'd be like a Barbie commercial comes on. And we'd be like, ew, turn the channel or whatever. Because your you're a six-year-old child. I didn't even do that six years old. I was like, hey, you know what? This is going to be done in 30 seconds. You know what right. I was doing at six? I was playing Barbies but Eddie, with my sister. you are so naive. I can't believe how fucking naive you are. Oh. You think that his producers forced him to go? No, of course see they a didn't. Movie that everybody is fucking talking about that. Of course no they didn't. Like, hey, this is going to be a good way to get my he, name out there. The dickhead owns the network. He doesn't have any producer. <laughs> like, what Plus, the you way? forgot to mention. We should always mention whenever he talks about anything like this, like uh-huh. just like Steve Bannon and a lot of other people on the right who mm-hmm. bitch about Hollywood and movies. 
failed failed screenwriter. screenwriter. Yep. <laughs> that bus went, is he, never he late. He had to go do Barbie because his wife made him leave the house for a few hours. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. had a friend coming over. <laughs> and somebody said something about Barbie, like how people should like it or Ben Shapiro should like it because it's short people with smooth genitals. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, I saw that that tweet. Uh, so. They uh they hop in the elevator. They uh they start shooting up there as high as they can get into it, but they're still under Mama's watchful eye. So uh they they get you know they pop up to the seventy sixth floor, and Dred and Anderson decide okay we're gonna split up here, right? Because that's that's always a good move in a shooter. Uh, and but Dred's like listen, but the one point of advice I got for you: don't let them take you alive. Oh yeah, when you hear that, you're like, no, no, yeah. dear God, do not be taken alive. And then the the prisoner plays like, uh, yeah, yeah, don't. He he was making a good point, by the way, because uh, I've We're seen what they the do. Shit to, out of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you're gonna. They're gonna give you a slow mo and then fast mo. I, I was a little disappointed that they use this in the movie. I know it, yeah, it's it a cheap it, threat, you know? but yeah. So she's like, all right, well, I'm going to hop in your head real quick and just uh, kick around, see what's going on there. And uh, he's like, hey, guess what I'm thinking about? <laughs> and this is this would be Tim. This would be what you'd be doing, right? So guess what I'm thinking? And it's no, him fucking her. I would yeah. win. <laughs> You're imagining that. a violent sexual encounter and a feeble right. attempt to shock me. Yeah, yeah. And she's I like, ah, to that's... shock you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit, you heard that? <laughs> like, if I wanted to shock you, I'd think about this. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then he thinks about... What did he think about? We don't see what the... We don't see it. We just see that she turns yeah. and, and then socks she just him. fucking clocks him. So yeah. there's got to be something. To it's get another move. Clock him, yeah. yeah. So uh, then Dred's looking around. He goes out to the kind of courtyard area, and he looks across the way, and wouldn't you know it, Mama got about five fucking chain guns. Amazing. Oh, <laughs> these dudes God. dragging so these guns out into the hallway. Yeah. This is like a bonus fucking mission on Call of Duty. Yeah, and she's still oh. not being super dramatic. No. She's not like screaming across and laughing hysterically like a no. you know mustache twirling madman. She she just very calmly is like fire. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, right, oh, take him out. She like just takes over too. Again, it's just like yeah, just all right. Hold on, move over. I can do it a little bit better than you do. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, just have fire. Then they just just eliminate the entire floor. It's Swiss cheese. And like you see, that's the moment where Dread goes shit and starts running. (laughs) Yeah, Dread's like, uh oh. (laughs) And everywhere he runs, like every person in the background is just getting ventilated. Just yeah. Turning women, old people, just everyone's just getting destroyed. Ooh, and this is where. Because uh, my husband, one of his movie uh, pet peeves is when people use tracer rounds in movies mm. in like non-appropriate situations. Yeah. It's like one of his pet peeves. He's like, that makes no sense. Why would you use tracer right. rounds? Yeah. I mean, it'll look obviously, better, but... Exactly. Because it's for, yeah. you know, the visual effect of it. Well, he also said, you're shooting a fucking, what is that? A 50 caliber fucking machine gun. So it's a little bit hard to be accurate with it. Yeah. Well, you're not really counting on accuracy with the well, chain yeah, gun, I mean, Tim. Still, you want to like see that you're not going all the way up to like, yeah. the fucking 78th floor. Yeah. According mm. to my husband, a tracer round is used for low visual fighting. Every third or fifth round is a tracer to show if you're hitting your target. Makes sense. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's sure, what yeah. they're actually used for. Who knew? But, but uh, uh, we, you know, this ruled this scene because like they, uh, 
you know, they end up crashing through a wall into the skate park for a second, and then they realize they got to go back in once. Yeah, they, yeah. The, but once while the, they're once out the there, the guns run out of bullets. Yep. While they're out there, though, they're able to radio up for help. They're like, yeah. "Hey, we got a signal out here because we're outside of the concrete." Help. Yeah. So they radio out for help, and a couple of judges come to uh, to check out what's going on, see if everything's okay. They they just come up to the front door, ring the bell. And the guy's like, nah, we're cool. It's all yeah, good, Donald man. Was like, no, we're fine. We're just running some tests. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Sorry about that. that the, 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 well, they're like, huh, that's weird. Why is the why is one of the floors full of bullet holes? Yeah, there's <laughs> smoke coming out of the skate park up there right now. Yeah. And the guy's like, ah, we're barbecuing. It's okay. He's like, ah, that sounds about right. No, right. these two goofs just kind of stand around then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't leave and they don't try to get in. They just stand there for the rest of the movie. Is this the part where Lena Headey has the knife against Domino Gleason's stomach? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it, to ugh, make sure that he so convinces creepy. them. Yeah, she's got like a curved blade up to his belly button. Like yeah. Sam Neill on the Dream Child, the beginning of Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, we find out that uh, he's reluctantly working. Yeah, yeah. With he is her. not happy. Oh, yeah, she yeah. took his eyes. Well, we didn't. Yeah, she find that out just yet but but yeah that's the reason he's got those cyber eyes I think we did yeah. see a flash yeah you see it but, but you don't, don't know the context, the context of it the time, yeah. but yeah she gouged his eyes out and implanted right. cyber eyes and made him her like hacker henchman yeah i you know what i think i would have just volunteered for the cyber eyes oh yeah if the options are i'm gonna gouge your eyeballs out You're get you cyber way. eyes and then you're my hacker guy i'd just be like you don't have to gouge him i don't just think me. she gave him a choice though i don't think she asked for her. she just jumped on him yeah I th- that's the context of he's it looks like it came out of nowhere good being, he's good with computers so guess what yeah but, but this is He'd my favorite it, yeah. uh my favorite scene in this movie because like we've wiped out a whole floor it's just smoke and debris and you can't really see and the guns are out of bullets they've overheated and you just see the silhouette of Dread walking back into oh. frame. He's dragging a dude who he then throws off the balcony, mm-hmm. turns around and walks away. Doesn't even look at <laughs> it's me. So oh, yeah. perfect. It's, I said it's the cool guy walking out of smoke, chucking someone over a balcony, then calmly walking away back. That is, it's better than the cool guy explosion. Oh, yeah. you never see them walking back into the smoke. You only see them walking out of the smoke, and then something happens. But you never see. It's more menacing in. here when he walks back in because it's like, yeah. fuck, when now right where is he? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it shows him like he's a vengeful spirit or some kind of force of nature. It's right. Like, yeah, he's right. unstoppable. Right. Nothing's guy. getting me out of here. You, you just wiped out the entire floor of this building with with massive like cartoon machine guns and he doesn't have a scratch on him. Yeah. Oh, it's so fan. And it's him sending the message, right? It's just kind of a callback to her at the beginning, throwing the three bodies down. Yep. He's like, well, I got one of my own. How yeah. about that, thud? <laughs> I'm the captain now. Oh, uh, fucking <laughs> rules. So this is uh, then Dread beats the prisoners, guys asked, that they've been carrying around for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I noticed there's only five stars on the American flag because it's very yeah. prominently displayed in the background. Yeah. Yeah. That's while he's beating the guy. <laughs> So he's like, huh, you know what? I guess mama doesn't want this guy interrogated. So uh, interrogate him. <laughs> why don't you hop in his head? No, she he at first he's interrogating right, him, like, yeah. the shit out of him. And then she's like, you don't have to do that. You know, I can he's, read his mind. Yeah, he's like, have to? Yeah, he seems upset about it. <laughs> like, he's kind of pissed. And this scene is so fucking cool, though, because she goes in his head and it's like, you know, Doctor Who, where there's like no background, no set. It's just the two of them, and he's standing in a void. And uh, 
and he, he he's like you know you're not really prepared for what's in my mind basically mm-hmm. and uh he starts forcing her to go down on him and while he's doing that they pan up and she casually walks up next to him and goes hey yeah. <laughs> and, say my uh, first rodeo yeah i could play mind games too and he looks down and it's lena heady biting his dick off <laughs> So perfect. Just biting his fucking cock off. In and front when we of cut him. back to the real world, he's pissed himself. Like <laughs> yeah. They do the phantasm yeah. thing where you just see the yellow puddle move across the floor. Yeah, He's just on his knees fucking sobbing, Crying. pissing himself. <laughs> and uh, she pops out of his head. She's like, oh, hey, I got it. Uh, here's what's going on here. Here's the plot. <laughs> yeah, it turns out all of the slow-mo is being manufactured in this building. Uh, and here's, I'm going to point it out on a map right here. <laughs> so, yeah, we need to go fuck her up, like now. So Dred's like, all right, cool. Goes down, hacks into a terminal, hits the PA. And uh, the whole time, the, the, they're like, the hacker guy's like, listen, if we let him hit this PA up, we'll know what terminal he's at, Right. So just let him talk. Mom was like, all right, fine. We'll let him talk. And he's like, all right, here's the deal. Mama's not in charge of shit. She's not the fucking law. I'm the law. She has committed a fucking crime. She's sentenced to death. If you get in my way, I'm going to fucking kill you too. How about that? See ya. You're an accomplice (laughs) to whatever crime she's being charged with as long as you're helping her. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. Oh, it's and, so like, good. What a better version of I Am the Law than that weird, like, yodeling one that Stallone did back in 95. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he so screamed iconic. it in 95. <laughs> and that's the part everyone remembers. Oh, right? yeah. and, then, yeah. and then this one where he just goes, Mama's not the law. I'm the law. You know, and everyone goes, oh, mm-hmm. shit. Yep. I just aim. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> just annihilation right in my seat. Uh. <laughs> Just hit the slow-mo and let her rip, <laughs> yep. man. You become so, one with it. Yeah, yeah. So they head down to uh, shoot up the kiosk booth where he's at because you can see Dred's shadow still in the booth. It's the Yeah, I think it's like the ticket booth outside the movie theater on that floor because there's yeah. movie posters and whatnot. Yeah, there's a poster there for something like she'll blow it or something. Yeah. There's a couple of them. But like she's one of busting them is, out. Come, yeah, she's, she's busting out. out. She'll yeah. blow. Another one was a reference to like an old comic book storyline. You know, they there, do a lot of that. There was this. something called a zoot dog. Zoot dog. <laughs> I was like, the fuck is a zoot dog? <laughs> I'm glad that no That's movies a dog still dressed to the nines. Yeah. I'm familiar with zoot suit riots, but not zoot dogs. So. <laughs> well, if you read 2000 AD Prague 237, zoot dog shows up. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like a super dog, like Zoot Dog. He's a clone he's a of judge. the first Zoot Dog. Yeah, he's, he's a, a clone judge. of the original Zoot Dog. He's got a little he's helmet a judge on. Uh, Zoot so Dog the Judge Hound. It's like a Turner and Hooch, but with Dread and Zoot. For Turner and Hooch with Judge Dread. It was, it was a short run series. It was a comic one. A oh, yeah. One. It was one of those what ifs. What if Judge Dread was a dog called Zoot Dog? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd check that out. That'd be fun. So they shoot the fuck out of this thing, open it up, and uh, now nah, it's just a uh, dead dude. He propped up a body in there. Yeah, good move. Then they're yeah. like, oh, shit, turn. There's Dread with his fucking just god killer oh, gun. Beautiful. He, like, he incendiary says incendiary. Around. Incendiary. <laughs> yeah. And it's like a fucking Iron Man smart bomb goes it's off. It's insane. And just. Uh, you watch everybody just melt. Yeah, it just burns them the fuck up, man. Just gone. So then we cut back to Mama and dude, and they're like, 
what the fuck are we gonna do so mom was yeah, like, this, like i know he tallies up the kills he's like they've killed like 32 of our guys they don't even have a scratch yeah we're fucked <laughs> so mom was like yeah, <laughs> no mover man yeah no problem <laughs> call 911 yep and they do they uh call in some more judges who and uh, i think this came from some concept art about the dark judges because there's four of them like the horsemen of the apocalypse okay okay oh yeah and when so you see seeing, them pulling seeing up, the four exactly corrupt judges rolling like the expendables on their bikes it's like the i think this was from the original like, plans with the dark judges. not to have them come in at this point but like uh, i think that's where they got the storyboards for this stuff because they're coming in ominously yeah yeah that makes like, sense. you know they're bad right off the bat yeah, well, they show up where the other two judges are just hanging out out front. Oh, I did want to mention something about the earlier scene with mm-hmm. the incendiary guns. Sure. So you see one of the, the extras has this, like, crazy wig. It oh, like, yeah. really stands he's, out. He's, he's dressed like Cher. Yeah, like, I, I wanted, I wondered if this was one of those cases where, because they reuse stuntmen in movies, and mm. they'll have them, like, sh- grow a beard and then shave it. Or, oh, like, yeah. have long hair and then be bald. I bet he was bald, and you saw him be killed earlier in the movie. <laughs> and they just threw this wig so on him. This guy to <laughs> yeah. Put on a jacket that bulks him out a little bit and put a wig on. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you go back, you realize the same guys died 16 times in this movie. <laughs> Slow-mo does cause hair loss, so. Oh, fair. <laughs> oh, it's like blue sunshine? Hell yeah. Wait a minute. This just looks like that redhead we killed, but with Groucho glasses on. What the fuck's <laughs> happening? <laughs> Once I learned that fact about, like, action movies i can't unsee it i always look for it now yeah oh yeah well hey pretty soon they're just gonna be able to replace them all with ai right no problem (laughs) i'm sure it'll look i'm sure it'll look great so the dirty cops show up and i'd like that they just walk up to the door they ring it and they're just like hey let us in and the door opens and they just turn to these other two schmucks and go you're relieved yeah you can get out of here and uh, we find out that they're being paid a million credits to take out Dread. Yep. And I love so, that Mama was like, that's a lot of money. He's like, do you know who Dread is? And she goes, no. And he goes, I do. It's a million credits. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> Judge Lex, the leader of this group, he's a 20-year man. And he's like, yeah, this city's a fucking meat grinder. Yep. He says that later in a speech. But yeah, that's. Yep. Yeah. He's seen so everything have- and he, he wants to make enough money to not have to be a fucking cop anymore. Exactly. Well, where did he have- go? Like, yeah, it seems, it seems like everything sucks. Yeah, uh, yeah. Where, where's like the you're, rich you're people? Jedi, in you don't society. have a home. Yeah, Tim, you, you uh, retire. You no longer have to go chase criminals, and you move to the penthouse of some building. Well, I can tell you from being the comic nerd in this episode, uh, Vegas exists. Like, there's still a Las Vegas. So like, oh my he's probably God. just going to yeah. go there. <laughs> oh, you guys would love that if they ever got around to adapting that. There was a story that got banned because Ooh. of uh, because of copyright infringement, because they told a story out in like lawless Vegas out in the, you know, in the cursed earth. And uh, Ronald McDonald's a warlord. <laughs> <laughs> you know that whole the fast food wars they talk about in Demolition Man? They still yeah. have dread. Oh, okay. Oh. Shared universe. That I just want to think about there's that a, and I go, how could Taco Bell win? Right. Well, there's a storyline in the Dread comics. Gave back everybody in like diarrhea. The 80s or like early 90s. I think it was like 1990, 1991. They, t- they told that story and it got banned because they showed like the Burger King and Ronald yeah. McDonald were like opposing warlords. That, yeah, that's going to get you in some trouble. <laughs> so the Dread, yeah, the four judges come in. I am the in. copyright law. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
no. He's uh, dreading a tie. Oh, I mean, the if worst that, one. If that were the case, Disney would win, right? Oh, I yeah, mean, come true. on. So, uh, yeah, the four judges go in to hunt down Dredd, and he runs into Judge Chan. We're going to have an all-out judge fight. Hot judge-on-judge action. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Judge Chan's like, uh, what? He's like, it's okay. Cavalry's here. We're we're here to get you. And Dredd's like, huh. Hmm. That's weird you didn't say two. It's like, what? And, and, And immediately Judge Chan goes, ah, fuck, and starts pulling his gun. Yeah, yep. like, God damn it! <laughs> so yeah, pulls his gun out, and and the way that like the that like Judge Dredd is, seems not surprised by this, and he he was immediately all, suspicious man. of him. It's yeah. like this is by far not the first corrupt judge he's come across. No, nah, not he, at he's all. He's met these guys before too. Like they know well, who yeah. he is, so he's probably he already knows they're fucking crooked. Yeah, I don't know how it is in the comic book, but at least in this universe, it looks like you got dopey cops. You got hardcore cops, and then mm-hmm. you got the corrupt cops. Oh, you got all of it. Like right. they, they run the full spectrum. There's even um, characters in the comics that are former judges who've t- thrown down their badges to do other things. Uh, uh, in uh, in uh, Mega City Two over Consulting. in Los Angeles, there's a guy named Judge Santos who uh, he quit the force, went rogue, and is a uh, Robin Hood like hero to the people. He does take off the helmet and put on a lucha mask like Santos. <laughs> that rules. <laughs> Uh, but otherwise, so, he's wearing all the padding and shit, the same outfit and the armor, but he has a fucking Mexican wrestling mask that on. Rules. <laughs> it's awesome. So, uh, yeah, they get into some close quarters combat, and fucking Dread just karate judo chops him oh, in the throat. It's a, oh, it's and the neck like, ex- pops and expands from yeah, the it's, 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 a beautiful, it's a beautiful throat indentation. Like, it's it very looks defined. so good. And he was choking Dread, and he's like, choke on it, Dread. And then he he does the chop and goes, choke on that. <laughs> Another great one-liner from Dread, who just yeah. then drops him on the ground, and then his other fucking judge buddies show up just in time to watch him die. Mm-hmm. Oh, you skip the part with the medic when they first come in, because they go up to the medic, and he, oh, and yeah. oh, he yeah. overhears yeah. them t- going over their pl- their story, basically, of what they found before they find it. And he goes, that's not what happened. And he fills them in on the movie so far, and they go, uh, are you willing to testify about that? And he goes, sure. And they blow his brain. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> hey, hey, snitch. Uh, see, and you, that, that's how you establish they're bad. They killed the uh, the neutral guy, man. Yep. Yeah, they killed Switzerland. They killed Switzerland. Never want to do but, that. Uh, but yeah, so Chan's fucking toast. Yeah, Chan's fucking Chan, toast. Chan chokes to death on the ground mm-hmm. with his neck all Looney Tunes. Then the uh, prisoner that they've been carrying around with him this whole time, he decides he's going to try to make a break for it off of fucking Anderson. Mm-hmm. Smacks her, takes her gun. And right? she fails immediately. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, can't lose your gun. That's one of the rules. Yeah, I thought I thought this movie ended a little bit different. I thought he, well, spoiler alert. I thought uh, he gives it gives it back to her no. like before anybody even knows that she lost it. But I was no. wrong. But yeah. She still passes. He might as well have. Basically, the same thing happens. So, uh, yeah, he goes to fucking shoot Anderson. So he broke the law. Technically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's part of his character growth, Tim. Yep. Uh, So, yeah, she goes to, or he goes to fucking shoot her, but then the gun reads who's trying to. Even through your gloves, the lawgiver can pick up on some of your. I don't know your DNA, your your thought, your the warmth of your hand. I don't know what it is. It's comic book logic because if yeah, if, if, if a glove shit, can man. hold your DNA, I could put a condom and stick it up your ass and then shoot your gun. 
So according but wouldn't you to rather the dread, take the butcher's opinion? <laughs> according to the dread wiki, it's because it uh, recognizes your palm print. But you're wearing a big, thick leather glove. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's what's on the wiki. Yeah. That's, that's well, a maybe, story. The point is, the, the gun knows maybe its owner, and it won't let someone else yeah. shoot it. But then again, you just have to ask the gun what to do, so let's accept that the gun has an AI, and it knows who its shooter is. Oh, uh, if yeah, you have to true. ask it, it might also recognize your voice. That's hey, what I'm sorry. saying. Like, yeah. the, gun, the gun can tell whether its owner is holding it or not. Fair, fair. And it can tell, because it blows this dude's fucking hand off. And we oh, don't cut so away, great. man. His arm just goes... It's just, like yeah, Murphy all, losing his hand in RoboCop. All of a yep. sudden, she turns into Betty Badass. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. Then she just decides to fucking ninja and shoot She's her way out of How everything. How can you beat her in a fight? Any th- any she knows what you're about to do. You're throw? <laughs> yeah, she knows what to do. That's it. I mean, that's yeah. a it's a good point. right? Another Are, reason she should be in the field. I mean, you. she wouldn't even technically need to fight you. If she could get into your head, she could just, like, make you yeah. cry about mm. your uncle diddling oh, you. Are you doing a Bruce Campbell in um, <laughs> Multiverse of Madness? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that'd be the better move, right? Fuck mm-hmm. getting tired. Just go in someone's head and fuck them up. Yeah. That's what I do. So, like, why, does, why does Cyclops from the X-Men know hand-to-hand combat? He doesn't need it. He right. should be a big fat guy. <laughs> That's a good point. His head is a fucking laser cannon. He doesn't just, need to do shit. It's just the blob, but he can shoot lasers yeah. out of his head. <laughs> I just want this lazy dude who just start, keeps tapping his temple at everybody. <laughs> Listen, you're going to go out. Turret. You're going to go out and get me more Pop-Tarts or else uh, <laughs> old Blinky here. Well, here's looking at you, kid. Going to warm up. Here's looking at you. Uh, so then Dread finds the lab where they're making all of the slow-mo. Yeah, and I was like, they've been just continuing production this entire time. It Hell was yeah, Candace. You think that shit's stopping? Look, no. You stop when Mama tells you to stop. Uh-huh. That's it. Look, you man. what she does. There's still you time know, to make money. <clears throat> I was kind of hoping we were going to see some titties out, but... Not that kind of drug. Really, class, Tim? Yeah. Show a little well, class. <laughs> Tim, you Tim. got titties already once in this movie. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, he finds the lab in like the worst circumstances. Yeah, in in, in non consensual titties. Yeah. So uh, imaginary though, pretend in the head. So you know. Uh, so yeah, he finds the lab. The other three judges come after his ass, and uh, I like he asks them. He's like, "So what's the cost of a judge?" The guy's like. One million split four ways. He's like, yeah, yeah three now. <laughs> He's like, I'm okay with that. It's going up, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, oh, and this is sure. when you find out he is running out of bullets. Yeah. Wow. So he looks down and he's almost out of ammo, right? But wait, then, does that other does that other judge's gun work the same way as the handgun? The long rifle have, guy? No, yeah. It seems like they have different guns, don't they? No, yeah, the judge, uh, I think it's Alvarez, is the big black dude. He's got, like, a shotgun. I forget what they call shotguns in this universe. It's got a cute name, too. At one point, no, no, hold on, because at one point, Bobby, I thought it was a shotgun, too, the way it looked. But then another point, you look at it, it looks like a long rifle that he has. Well, it probably does both. These are these big video game future guns. Yeah. Called the Law Scatter. Remember, they just had to say a silencer, and a silencer grew on it? Yeah, so it works the same way. It's just a different model. Yeah, so what's his Justice cute name? is blind and so is my shooting. <laughs> so uh, what's the cute name? I need to know now. It's it's I, the I shut up candy. I think it has scatter <laughs> in the name. I don't remember it's what it was. It's the TikTok TikTok. But but yeah, so he's he's almost out of bullets, so he has to go with what he has. Yeah. Gotta go with what he's got, man. And he whispers high X to his gun. 
Oh, yeah. And uh, pops this judge's fucking head like a zit. Scanners. Just (laughs) gone. It's just a broken part of a helmet fly at the screen and land on the ground. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Yeah, that's one of them where the 3D plays into it. And you're like, okay, I'll give you that one. I think actually the one that's the best one is when uh, the psychic girl goes crazy and she shoots that one guy underneath the chin and you see his whole fucking face like expand out like a balloon. That that was the three shots to the head I was referencing earlier because like he he looks like a clicker from The Last of Us after she pulls that trigger. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Then she... that, this is when one of the judges runs up on Anderson, by the way. Yeah, this is uh, Judge Kaplan, the only woman in the bad guy crew. Yeah, and she's all like, uh, hey, another judge. It's uh, you know good to see you. Everything's cool. And she just like psychics into her head. It's like, yeah, no, you're, you're a piece of shit. And Takes her at the knees. Shoots her at the knees. Uh, had been bragging earlier, too, about like, yeah, when we pull guns on each other, she's going to hesitate and I'm not. And then she's oh, like, yeah. uh, I'm here to damn it. <laughs> <laughs> she was just bragging about yeah she's gonna hesitate by the way how, look how good my knees look don't they look great today <laughs> i just got them finished they'll literally never go bad <laughs> and then bam so, so uh <clears throat> excuse me so okay takes her ass out then dreads and he's in having a gunfight with uh uh judge lex yeah lex yeah Gets Judge Lex switches it over to armor piercing rounds, fires Oof. through this concrete fucking pillar, and just out of bullets. So yeah. all he can do is is stand behind a wall and hope. Yeah, you know, and it doesn't work too well for him because it punches through the wall and goes through his like gut shot on dread. God, yeah, it's like so that tense. little like special area that you always see in movies where it never hits anything vital. It's like a through and through. Yeah. 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 So he falls on the ground and But it and, hurts uh, like hell. Yeah, it didn't For look second, good. Yeah. It didn't look fun. So he falls on the ground. Judge Lex walks up to him and uh Dred's like, wait, wait. He's like, wait, what do you mean wait? Yeah, what are you he telling just me won't wait? shut up. He just kees talking. <laughs> yeah. What am I gonna wait for? Am I gonna wait for you to be in a better mood? Am I gonna wait yeah. for a better circumstance for you? What Since what? When what does am the I- great judge Dredd say wait? Yeah, when yeah, you're supposed to be the badass here. You're telling me to wait. What? What do you mean? What am I supposed to be waiting for? And he's blam, like, blam, blam, blam. <laughs> yeah, Ricky just shoots a million bullets through the guy from behind. <laughs> just boom, every part of him just exit wounds all at once. And Dread, I love. He just stands up, glues his shit together, staples it, looks over at Anderson, and just says, "You look ready." Yeah, yep. fantastic. <laughs> and she like it's it's so video game like because they pull out some magic patch up machine. He just yeah, and he's fine. Yeah. And I then like, like video game. too. Yeah, and she like taps their guns against each other, and his gun is reloaded or some yeah. shit. It's so like. Quick oh, I love it. Uh, oh no, I think so he takes uh, ammo off the dead uh, the that's dead uh, judge. Oh, right. Yeah, he, yeah. He takes the ammo out of the other lawgiver without be careful not to t- not to try and pull the trigger on it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that'd be a bad move uh so they're like all right we're, they head their way over toward mama's chamber on the way they run into the tech guy oh and this is right. where you see his backstory yeah yeah because she uh, reads him and then she's like we let him go and uh, and uh was it dread is incensed he's like that's not only an automatic fail you just committed a crime yeah so he's, he's about to stomp her ass out and she's like listen i lost my gun earlier 
so I already failed. We all know that yeah. I failed, right? You can but only kill me once, right? Until the end of this day. So as for right now, I'm still a judge. Yeah. So and technically, this is still my mission. Yeah. Technically, this is my mission. I'm a judge, and I've judged him. He can go. Because yeah, she tries to get the 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 key to Mama's chamber out of his head. Yeah. yeah, and she explains that you know that's the thing Candace was talking about. Like she explains, like, no, this guy's a victim, not a perp. Like right. there's nuance here. You can't just you can't walk into every room dick first, dread. Yeah, like you see him because you saw a flash of it earlier, but now you see the full picture that Mama ga- gouged his yeah. eyes out to He's put being those cybernetic to do eyes all this in stuff for her, and he'd rather leave. Yep. Yep. Yeah, she's been torturing him the whole time. Yeah. So they go over to the door, put in the gate code. Uh, then they shoot their way through a bunch of, well, not a ton, but, you know, they There's basically. There's so many left. The, yeah, the, the crew that Mama. coming around corners and getting shot. Yeah. People but, standing but next to explosive barrels. and Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Mohawk guy with the switchblade, the yeah. lady in lingerie with the whip. <laughs> yeah, he eats some wall chicken. Yeah. He just falls out. There's the big fat guy who belches fire for some reason. Yeah, Adobo is on the conveyor belt. Oh, you know you know, Adobo lives in Peachtree. <laughs> oh, yeah. Adobo? <laughs> no kidding. He's the, they have an arena fight, and he's the king of it. Yeah, he killed Bimmy and Jimmy. Absolutely. <laughs> There's a deep cut. Bimmy and Jimmy. So, uh, yeah, then goes, makes his way over to Mama. Mama slaps this thing on her wrist and is like, all right, bitch, I got a kill switch attached to me. These yeah, 50 it, floors loaded with explosives. So you shoot heart me. Stops, so does the building. Yeah. Smart. It's a good move, right? So Dred's like, ah, all right. Shoots her in the stomach. Bam. Yeah, that's right. You can just keep her alive, right? Just go and punch her in the face. Yeah. Well, Well, he figured out a better solution. He's like, well, your heart's not going to stop. I'll shoot you in the stomach. Yeah, Dredd's a little more creative than just punching a woman in the face, Tim. So uh, he shoots her in the stomach. Try to be more humane. Then he uh, looks at the little wrist thing and he's like, you know, our radios have communication problems going through these hundreds of feet of concrete. I wonder if your wrist communicator is going to have a similar problem. <laughs> when you go down 200 floors. <laughs> What's the range on that thing? Yeah. And then he just doses her with slow-mo first. Which he Forces didn't have to do her. that. No, that, that was, was just for him, him being sadistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was for him. <laughs> that was jazz. That was just him, like, yep. improving real quick. <laughs> just rubbing some funk on it. You know, he's trying to yeah. feel it himself right now. Yeah, yeah. He's, you know, we might as well. Why not? You're at the top of the tower. Look, it's- I can only kill you once. So I'm going to make it yeah. slow. Right? Make when it am count. I going to get another shot at this? We're 200 floors up. This is great. Yeah. I mean, come on. We've all wanted to see it. I'd so judge we- myself if I didn't do it. <laughs> exactly. And then I'd have to kill myself. And that's not happening. So he reads her, her crimes. And he's like, look, yeah, I, I doubt the range on that thing is going to read you from the ground. So he just tosses her ass out the fucking off the balcony. Man. And, yeah, and, you, just, and you experience the slow-mo with her. Oh, It's incredible. And the choice, I, I cackled in the theater when this happened. Yeah. Because right before she gets to the ground, and you think you're going to get, like, earlier, we're going to see, like, the impact. Because we get slow-mo to where she's, like, three inches from the, from the pavement going face first. Mm-hmm. But then we switch the camera POV to the ground itself. Oh. 
<laughs> and she smashes the screen. It's so good. In 3D, in slow motion, sparkles everywhere. Oh, man. See, like, they filled Lena Headey's mouth with, like, fake blood and just had her go... <laughs> As she pressed her face against the glass. And I love it. You know how I hate when they do fucking blood on the screen. Yeah. This one works, though, man. This worked, man. Yeah. Like, Mortal Kombat makers, like, write this down. Because, like, that's the next pit level, right? (laughs) Like, we just see, they hit the screen. Oh, you think we're going to get Dread in the new Mortal Kombat? We've already got Peacemaker and, and, uh, we've had Robocop, we've had Rambo. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Shit. I'm all for it, man. So her kill switch goes off, but then nothing happens because they're out of range. (laughs) Dred's like, huh? Dred's like, (laughs) Like well, like he wasn't sure it was good. He's like, okay. He's like, all right, well, that's a bonus, you know. (laughs) It's like when risks fifty floors. uh, How many people is on fifty floors in that fucking building, huh? That's a lot of people, but yeah, Tim, that's a lot. Yeah. for Dread, that's like finding the bonus onion ring in your french fries. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You're like, if he just that? happened to kill 200 people accidentally. Right, yeah. <laughs> It'd be acceptable. Yeah. I'm always all... suspecting that onion ring. Like, what the fuck? So Dread Look, gets the... in service to the law. There's nothing more beautiful than that. Yeah. So Dread gets Anderson, patches her up. And, uh, Take the long elevator down. Takes the long elevator down. You see Should all have of done the, the credits while they did that. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. And all the <laughs> shutter is just lifting up from the building. You see the sunlight finally getting back in there. And as they're walking out, he tells her that the assessment's over. And she just takes her badge, badge, hands it to him, and walks away. And the yep. chief walks up. Yeah. Chief walks up and uh, says, so how'd the evaluation go? What happened in there? We lost contact. He's like, eh, it's mm-hmm. a drug, a drug bust. Just another day. He looks at her walking away. He looks down at the badge. He's thinking about all that he's experienced and learned today. And he goes, she's a pass. And it shows character growth. And that's it. (laughs) Well, he understands now that, like, you need to have some nuance. You need to have some compassion. And he's not capable of it. But he, he thinks that the force needs people like Anderson who can do what he is incapable of. He shows yeah. growth. That day, the the dread's heart grew four times its size. <laughs> you just see, it's it's a slightly larger pebble in his chest. Yeah, just dink, and uh, yeah, walks away. And then we get credits, and that is Dread from twenty twelve. Man, what a fantastic movie! So, I hope this was an appropriate ending to Hard Dick in July. I think it was. I think oh, it's. Yeah. I think it's dick. a. Great way to put it, man. Great, great place to end it at. Candace, I'm glad you enjoyed it more on your second viewing. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. Like I said, I can definitely see what people love in it. There's a lot mm-hmm. to love in it. It just oh, yeah. doesn't connect with me, but that's all right. I understand that, though. It, yeah. it was never meant to be for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, not I, for Candace. <laughs> not and for I'm, girls. And I'm this not a girl's Candace. Yeah, Candace. <laughs> you need to go watch your Barbie movie. Ew. <laughs> Hard dicked men go see Oppenheimer. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, Bobby, man, thank you so much for bringing this on to the show. And if people oh, wanted to hear more Bobby, what should they do? Oh, man. My jurisdiction is the Grind Bin podcast. 
if you've heard the Bloody Bits Horror Show, you've heard every member of the show appear on my show a multitude of times. Mm-hmm. It's all in the family, baby. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're at Pot on Twitter. You can catch all of that. We're, uh, at the time of this recording, about to go into uh, the often look forward to summer sequel month. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Woo-hoo. yeah. Uh, so we, I, you know, I'm always the one that curates these. I've picked some good ones this year. We're gonna have a lot of fun with that, and then that's just a short time away from Cam Vember, the the the, the, God, su- the World oh, Series, the most of wonderful the time of the year, <laughs> except for watching movies. Uh, we got some good ones planned this year too. I'll go ahead and spoil this right now. I have on deck a uh, a porno that Cameron Mitchell accidentally made. <laughs> what? what? Oh my wait, God. I mean, he's like, wait a second, hold on, it's cut, cut, it like, slipped in. Like he agreed and appeared in a film and then didn't know until later that it was a porn. So, that's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, been oh, standing around that's on why set you don't show like, with why is everybody fucking, fucking? Yeah, open bars on the set. Boy, this crew really gets along. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so I, found, I, I did find a hamster cut of that. Uh, anyone who listens to our show knows what that means. So yeah. uh, that should be a fun one. That's uh, that's planned as of right now. Card subject to change as always. That'll in be an interesting it, one but... to see who the guest is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not going to spoil any of that, but wow. uh, but lot lot to look forward to over on the grind bin. So if you don't also listen to the grind bin, fix that shit. Yeah. Go take a look, man. Yeah, grind bin is fantastic. So if you like what you're listening to here, you'll definitely dig that. What about you, Candace? Um, I'm going to be coming up with everything I learned from movies. We're going to be covering... God, what movie are we going to be covering? <laughs> Shit, I do not remember. Wow. <laughs> oh, Great Cyborg plug, 2. Candace. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Cyborg 2. My brain just sure? melted. It's Cyborg 2, yes. Man, are you going to get okay. a beer for the occasion? Uh, I don't think so because we record on like Mondays and I work mm. the next day. So ah, yes, I understand. No that. beer time. Gotcha. What about you, Tim? Uh, I'm just sure that uh, something's coming up with Daniel. I'm sure that at some point I'll be on the grind bin, mini bins. Oh, he's always uh, lurking about. Yeah, I'm always around. You know, I got nothing to do during the day or night. Anytime somebody needs a podcast, drop in. I'm your guy. Yep, you just have to fly the Yobo signal up in the air, and he'll right. come running. He's the judge. What would that look like? He's always patrolling. Wouldn't this yeah, be I a volcano be like, silhouette? Yeah, it'd be like a bong. Yeah, volcano. <laughs> no, the volcano silhouette works the best. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I tell you what, if you want to hear more of Tim and Candace, you can do so by joining our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash bloody bits, where you can get access to all of our bonus episodes, as well as... The Blood Bank that currently has over 6,000 titles in it. That's more than three times what's on Hulu, baby. How many movies would you say get added every week on average? At least, what, 10? Yeah, about 10. About 10 movies get added every week. And in fact, I'll tell you about some that were added just this week. Uh, Bobby, you were talking about a sequel month. What about In the Line of Duty 5, colon, Middleman? Wait, what? In the Line of (laughs) Duty? Wait, the the Clint Eastwood movie? Uh, I'm not seeing Clint Eastwood so well, much the first one, here. right? Wasn't that in the line of duty? <laughs> I, I believe it was, yes. But this appears to be a uh, Chinese action drama. Uh, okay. So I don't think Clint's going to be in there. But you know what? You never know. He does. Mike Scott. He does tend to just pop up every once in a while. Uh, we've also added Time Rider, colon, The Adventure of Lyle Swan. That sounds good. <laughs> okay. From 1983, starring Fred Ward. Uh Peter oh, Coyote okay. is in it, LQ Jones. 
Wow. Uh, this one looks fun. Lynn Swan is a successful off-road racer who mistakenly gets sent back in time a hundred years. That does Ooh. sound pretty good. Bobby. You know, it's sometimes uh, good movies have stupid titles. <laughs> so this one sounds like fun. And if you want to watch that and more, patreon.com forward slash bloody bits. Uh, yeah, Bobby, thank you so much for oh, uh, attending. You, thank you for bringing a fantastic movie for the uh, the end of Hard Dicked July. And uh, can't wait to have you back to 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 dive into the '90s, man. Oh, it's going to be. We need to do a hard nipple movie. A hard nipped month, man. You know the new In Search of Darkness documentary is supposed to be about the '90s, and I'm like, that's what I said. That's what made your nipples hard. (laughs) I was going to say, put us in, Coach. We're ready. Oh, we're ready. The (laughs) the last one had a ton of podcasters in it. Put us in here. Yeah. Hey, if you're listening, yeah, give me a ring. All available. We're all available. And with that, folks, I think that this is how we end it.